Scarpins Audio. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God. Those expressions are comedic, little darling. If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin. And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts end before his get started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association Voted the Todd Glass Show number one So welcome to the show Huh? What? What? What did you say? I said what? What? No, seriously, what? Okay, this is what's happening here, folks How are you? Good. I listen. Here's what's going on. We're going to play the after show first. First part of today's show, we interviewed Peter McGraw. He wrote a book called Stick to the Business. And it's about comedy, but from a completely different perspective. Well, it it explains itself. But I'm going to hold on to that for a little bit because his book releases in April, April 1st, actually. And I'll hold on to that, and then maybe, uh, you know, maybe a few weeks from now. So today, it's the after show with Mike Carano, and it was so much fun. And uh, he's an old friend of mine, and I was really glad uh, that, he, that it worked out tonight. Oh, I'm exhausted. To tell you the truth, I did the opening to the show, and then I just, I got it all, I was... Loving it. It was so much fun. And then I raced it by accident. So now I'm doing it again. So listen, I want to just go through some dates. Be patient. You know, I get anxiety when I read my dates because I'm always afraid people are like, ah, come on. But I'll I'll keep it quick. Mostly Los Angeles, the most important thing. Los Angeles at Largo at the, you know, Largo at the Coronet here in Los Angeles. I'll be uh, March 9th. There'll be two special guests. All right, how's that? More TV credits than me, all right? So, there. But if you live in Houston, I'm going to be doing Skank Fest the end of March, the 26th, 27th, and 28th, or 28th, 29th, and 30th. Something like that. 20. Yeah, 27, 8, and 9. Yeah. Skank Fest in uh, Houston. Houston, I like Houston. I always have fun there. I know it's not the place people would think, but uh, I like Houston. Um, opening up for Jim Gaffigan in Denver, but you know he doesn't need my he doesn't need my plugs. Portland, Eugene, hold on, Eugene, let me get to Portland first. Portland Helium, May fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth, and then Eugene. We're gonna go to this place in Eugene. It's uh, called Lucky's. And we're going if you, to, if you live there, if you've never been there, if you've never been there and you live there, or either way, or either vice versa, we're going to transform that place. I'm going to have the whole band with me, Joe McKenzie, Gingle Glenn. We're going to do it upright. It's going to be dark. 
and swanky with the band up on stage, playing as you're coming in. The second they open those doors, it's going to be swanky and cool. I heard good things. They do music a lot there, but a few comedians that I respect uh, did some shows there and said they had a lot of fun. And it was really cool. So uh, there you go, Luckies. They don't, they're not on Twitter or Instagram, but I, I tried, you know. Uh, but Luckies, I'm coming your way. I'm coming your way. Eugene, Oregon. How do you like that? The 17th of May. The 17th of May. I think we're, gonna, we're thinking about a 7 o'clock show. That's what I thought. If it's a Sunday, do it at 7 o'clock. People are bored. At that time of year, well, it'll be just getting just dark, almost getting dark. But you don't care. It's Sunday. Am I wrong? I wonder what the percentage is. It's not that it's right for everybody. Some people might go, oh, I prefer 8 or 9. But I'm talking... The masses are people bored and go, yeah, I'll go to a 7 o'clock show. I always feel it gets people out that might have to get up the next day. And, you know, they'll go, you know, 7 o'clock show, you're, you're literally easily no bullshit home by 10 o'clock. That's, that's, that's really realistic. And the people that would want it to be a 9 o'clock show, well, if you want to go so bad, why wouldn't you go to a 7 o'clock show? I got you good. All right, so there's that, Eugene, and then uh, the Blue Room in in um, Springfield, Missouri, the Blue Room, June, June 11th, 12th, and 13th, that's right, and guess what, I got one more date right now, Daniel Kino's wedding, but you don't need to know about that, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. I'm coming to Helium. I'm doing the upper room. It's a, I think it's a 75-seat room. We're going to do, I think, six shows or seven shows maybe. When's, whatever. Six, seven shows. So, uh, but it's a 75-seat room. It's, it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to have the band. It's going to be great. Make it my own little... I can, you know what I like? Most clubs let me do whatever I want, even in the main showroom. When you're in the like secondary room... You know, the room, the smaller room, the lounge, some places call it. They all, these, you know, a lot of them have these second rooms and they're cool. They have, they, they do them upright, you know, uh, sometimes. Uh, but uh, then I feel like it's my own. Then I can do whatever the fuck I want. Does that make sense? Even more than in the other room. So I always, uh, uh, it's nice to go back and forth. Um, okay, that's it. That's all I got. Largo. Come see me in Los Angeles at Largo at the Coronet. Coronet at Largo at the Coronet. There you go. All right. I'm, I'm exhausted. You know what I did tonight? I went. I got chicken broth. Boom. Put it in a pot. That's easy. No big deal. Then I got like a half a bag of frozen peas and carrots. I just put them in. And then I wanted it to be re- a lot of broth. I wanted noodles. I wanted like top ramen noodles, but I wanted to have a little more. And then I bought vegetarian sausages. Sausage. It crumbled up. I put it in the soup, gave it some texture, chopped up an onion, put tons of broth, and then made tons of noodles. Put a big bowl of fucking noodles and then poured that all over it. Put a little soy sauce in it. It was 
good. Cracked two eggs in it when it was done, too. They sort of poached right in the center of it, and I mixed it all up. There was egg in there. But it was brothy. It wasn't goulashy. It was brothy, but with a, still a lot of stuff in it. You know what I mean? Noodles. So many noodles. The peas and carrots, I tell you what, there was like a handful, just to give it like, you know, make it look like something's going the fuck on. You good? You like my ideas? You know what else I did? Then uh, for dessert, I uh, had uh, orange sherbet with vanilla. It's so good. I want to eat more. All right. Have a nice night. Enjoy the show. My Carano is just, it was a lot of fun. It was a small group of us in there, but it was a lot of fun. And I'm feeling like I forgot something. I feel like I'm, we have a new. We have someone going to bring in some really cool new. Well, we'll talk to Leo and Cameron about it. You know, you guys. I'm reminding you through the podcast. Let's do it up, right? They're the guys that do our website, and we love them, and they make my life so easy that I do not take them for granted. And then uh, they might have a little uh, fresh air information for us via right through the Todd Glass show. Finally, someone that could sponsor us and give us some marijuana. <laughs> well, because you want to know what you're talking about. That's all. I'm talking a business. I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. All right. You know, thank you for listening to this opening. It's therapy for me. After this, I do it all over again, but just into a shoe. I've been doing this whole thing in front of Aaron Simon. Not once has it been difficult for him to laugh at all. Like, I've been watching him from afar. It's not, it's, I'm not picking on you. Relax. You know I like you. But he's right across the Nothing. Nothing. It wasn't even hard. Nothing. It was easy. It's like he's... If somebody goes, what are you... What are you... You have a gold medal in... in, in uh, you know, I don't want to do this anymore because he broke his leg in two places <laughs> and he doesn't need to be picked on. He's doing just fine. And God bless everybody. Enjoy the show. It's a good show.
Our guest is Mike Carano for the entire hour and a half, everybody! Mike Carano! This is our opening song. I gotta be honest with you. Here we go. There's a barn. This is the barn. What a barn. Mike Carano. Only funny people go there. And they do a little show there. It was voted number one there. Oh, there's music and silly dancing. And a lot of podcast people. Full disclosure, put on your headphones. You guys you... have had to have heard this before, but that made me feel so good. Aww. Like, unbelievable. You, that made you feel good? That made us feel That good. made us feel good. You don't... No, that, we... I'm, I'm being told. I'm being very sincere right now. That like, that was unbelievable. Mike, this makes me like. I do... know you do this on the show and stuff, but I never realized how nice that makes it feel and takes all the pressure off. Mike, can I tell you something to no. George Carlin? No, that makes me want to do this even more for you. I like that you put your headphones on. This is an after show. And I want to say one thing. I just interviewed. Todd, I'm doing it your way. I, I just know. put my stuff in the cubby hole that you recommended because I was going to leave it up here. And I'm I know. Like, nope. And you did it without me even asking. And this is the after show. I just interviewed Peter uh, McGraw about comedy. And uh, I, I, I wanted to do a good interview. So I wasn't like, I was a little bit nervous because yeah. I wanted to yeah. service him well. He drove here. He, he's, he's an established author. I wanted to service him well. And uh, now it's the after show okay. with Mike Carano. They're going to learn who you are in Did a second. You learn? They're going to learn how I know you. I know of him because of, uh, what were you going to ask me? Did you learn anything about comedy you didn't know yes, before that other interview? Yes, absolutely. Lay one thing on me. Well, the, 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 the crossover between what makes, a, look, comedy, some people go, comedy isn't a science. He's not implying it was. Okay. He's implying that there are some, uh, there's a there's a the business of comedy that that the so, why so many comedians are so successful can help you if you figure it out if you're a teacher or if you're a musician or if you're a carpenter and I think uh, but we'll get into that later the audience <laughs> is going to learn who you are in a second but uh, I, the fact that you said that how great that made it was you unbelievable feel, wants me to do something else for you because because I love to George Carlin that's my safe word that you appreciate it. Now, guys, did you rehearse the... Yeah, of yeah, course. You always ask us if we were rehearsing. Well, John, there was that one time you forgot to rehearse it. It made me look that, like... You, you were no, wasted. No, no, no. I was wasted. I and all no. unprepared. We wrote a little thing. You brought it on us. We wrote a thing for you. Is this a pie in the face thing? No, 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 no. Uh, we wrote a thing for you. for you. Okay. Thank you, Mike. For coming to the Todd Glass Show. You wrote Todd tells us so much about you. He actually has great affection for you. We are so happy to hear of you here, and we just want to make sure that you feel loved and hugged. So, welcome to the show. Wow, I cannot believe that and you all did that without reading, without reading it. And we heard. No, no there's, there's nothing, nothing else. else. 
I can't believe you guys all memorize that. Of course. Can you believe it? Real. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, unreal. <laughs> all right, listen. Let's take a deep breath. I know you're here. I always set the scene every week for the people listening. It's a little later in the night. It's a little mm-hmm. darker. The room is darker. It's a little more intimate. And we're going to go back with, and we're going to start out. I hurry. I rev high. Okay. So I figured. I didn't know that about you. I know you know me so well. I can't. I am excited, uh, honestly, to go back and and talk about because I always think like we know how we met. I brought in a bottle of water and Todd threw it away to give me another bottle. (laughs) I know. With the uh, with the um, with nicer bottle. Yeah, it's a nicer bottle, but he Nick goes, Schwartz that's, didn't appreciate that's this Brita. Bottle. I'm like, oh, tap water. Well, Run no, through a filter. what I meant was I didn't want you to mm. think that I filled it with tap water. No, like I, it's it Brita. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter, Todd. Yeah. But um, but uh, <laughs> if I get a parasite from your tap water, it's fine. I hope you do. I hope I do too. I hope you do. I and hope then Peter I do. McGraw can write a book about you. Oh, how you drop the dead best. That's from shit the water. Best. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. All right. Thank God. Any press is good press, even though I don't need press for any reason. So, so. So I, I always like to set the scene, you know, so it feels good in here tonight. And this, I'm going to open the show. We're going to, to George, you know what to George Carlin means? Yes, me? I believe so. Safe. The truth? The Tell truth. me the truth? Okay. Yeah, we might, we might okay. eventually just go to the truth. Because okay. amongst all the absurdity, I think it's good to have. Because people go, we're going to soak in a Puddles the Clown song. Mm, and I love Puddles. And then, and then we're going to close our eyes. And because I want to talk. Okay. That's not why you're here today. That's later, half an hour from now. But let's close our eyes. What, what are we going to start with? Can we start with uh, The Wonder of You? Every song that Puddles does, mm-hmm. I, I, I have an expression. Do that or go the fuck home. Meaning I have no patience for somebody that's going to just, oh, I sing and I give it everything you fucking got. Yeah. Or don't yeah. waste my goddamn time. And Puddles takes that to heart. Every song he does, it's just, it's just, it, it, I, I can't get enough of it. And this is a song that I'm going to ask Puddles if he'll come on your show. Oh, let me he tell you talk. something. I would, I don't care. But he, I cannot promise anything. I would love him. He did go back, direct message me back and forth oh, good, on Twitter. Good, and good. he was very sweet. Yeah. And um, that answers our question. So he wouldn't talk. No. Who cares? It's, no. Oh. Yeah. Todd, how the cool stage? would it be to have Puddles Pity Party I have a stage. right there? Yes. So let's close our eyes. Okay. And really, this song, you know, I've learned that sometimes Elvis, because of the, the not even the responsible legacy he left behind of, you know, the last two years of Elvis, that, that when you hear an Elvis song, maybe you don't hear the lyrics because Elvis gets in the way of them. Does that make any sense at all? It sure does. Because when I heard Elvis sing the song, and he's great, Elvis, I, I go, oh my God. But when I heard Puddles do this song, I went, I heard the lyrics, and it's such a great song. So we're going to start out the late show on the Todd Glass okay. show. That's okay. my show. We're going to close our eyes, and we're going to let this breathe. Sometimes when you start a song, you go, oh, is it going on too long? No. We're going to let it breathe. All right. Then when we get back from the song, we're going to talk about how me and you met, and then we're just going to go step by step and have a great night. We can do whatever you wish. Here we go. And really let it fill the room. When no one else can understand me When everything I do is wrong You give me hope and consolation 
to it carefully because he feel it feels like he's channeling Elvis. He feels ev- But I mean I, you I, hear I, Elvis in there even though it's an Elvis it, you you hear Elvis. I, I wanted now, to let that song breathe at the very end. I pictured if Puddles heard some way us playing it on the show. I didn't even interrupt that the, the right to the very yeah. end that last guitar strum. He fucking isn't gives it, it his all. I want to see him live. Let me tell you've you something. never seen him live. No, and that and I saw a montage the other day and the reason, by the way, for our listening audience, it goes, well, why am I playing uh, Puddles, the clown? Does that have anything to do with Mike? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with Mike, but it does because you happen. And I always feel like this is true with everything with you, Mike, before we go to how we met. I always feel like anything, you, we go, Mike knows. I'll be like, I go, Mike, have you ever heard of Puddles, the clown, about a year ago? You're, and you're like, how do you run into Puddles, the clown? Uh, Bobcat introduced us at the improv, as a matter of fact, and it was a startlingly beautiful night. And in retrospect, I would have done anything to drag you there if I would have known what was going to happen. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. That night off stage, did he talk? No. 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 Oh, I, oh, it's more. And, Todd, it's way better than that. I, I don't know if I can convey it in words, but we were all excited to see him. He sat at the bar. He laid out chiclets on the bar, probably a hundred of them, shoved them all into his mouth. Over the over like a half an hour, then sat in the audience for the entire show. He was not famous then. He's like you know six and a half, seven feet tall, full clown getup, and he opened a giant bag. He made he, he's a vegetarian now, but he took out hard boiled eggs and he ate probably three or four of them with the gum in his mouth, and then he took out chips and made salsa at the table, like low key, 
while the show is going on, it made everybody uncomfortable. He would reach around. I have it all on video. I'll send you the link. He would he would hand the bag of chips to people, and they were terrified. Huh? He wasn't famous, and the people would just sit there. And then at the very end, Bobcat goes, I don't know what's going to happen, but Puddles the Clown. And he got up on stage. He spent at least seven minutes doing nothing, just miming. Where was this at, the improv? In the lab. Did the audience get into it? Todd, zero. Oh. No, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. They were. T- it was very unsettling. It, the entire thing was a show from the beginning of making everybody weirded out and uncomfortable until he drags a guy out of the audience, obviously a plant, a real piano player. The guy sits at the piano. The guy bangs a couple of notes. Puddles just stares at him. And then one, two, three, launches into the most fucking amazing song you've ever heard. At the end of two songs, th- I swear to, I have it all in my phone. I will show it to you. Every person in that room, old men that sat there with their arms crossed, young people, including me, got in line to get a hug from him at the end of it. And then he left, and he just walked down the street off into the distance. I followed him, and he got he got into an Audi, which kind of spoiled it. But he walked, <laughs> he walked blocks and blocks. He just walked on the street like a sad clown with his suitcase in his hand. And I was like, this is goddamn amazing. And Bobcat said the way he met him, he was getting a tattoo at that famous tattoo place with the woman who, who you yeah. know. Cat Von D. Yeah, yeah. Look and Bobcat. Aristotle. He's so scared. Yeah, Bo- Bobcat said Puddles was sitting in the lobby with a cake on his lap, and Bob said, what's with the clown? And she goes, he's been here for four, for four hours. He hasn't left. And that's how they met. <laughs> Crazy, right? The yes. Well, and. Wait. I'm sorry. Was he able to talk to him? Bobcat? No, I don't, I don't. You know what? I don't know because. I don't want to spoil the illusion. Yeah. That's like, the second time I met him, I said, I hope you come back, and he whispered in my ear, I will, but... That doesn't that, spoil the illusion. Okay. That just okay. makes it yeah. even better. Because yeah. when I told people that, they were like, no, he, he didn't. I'm like, he did. He did. And, and, and let me tell you something. It takes a lot more for, for to get to go see somebody live. I've said this before on the show. Like, if I go, oh, you should go see that person... Look, people sometimes don't have money. They have, they spend yeah. money they don't have. They pay to park. They have everything's more expensive, and they got the tip, and then this adds up, yeah. and that. So, so the only upside is if the fucking show is fucking unbelievable, and we just watched a montage of what he does live last night. That's all I've ever seen, except mm-hmm. his songs, which I love. But I'm like, what does he do live? And we saw a montage, and I go, oh, I want to go see yeah, Puddles perform you live. Should. It looks like it is amazing. You're gonna feel. Great, you're gonna be flushed out emotionally, and you're gonna and you're gonna be flushed out on the silly sense of it, of yeah. the of the the joy and the and the and then these songs that are like shut the fuck yeah. up. Every song tonight is all we're gonna we're gonna really honor Puddles, and we're throughout the whole show. I don't know where we're Let gonna me bring make clear in Puddles. Also, songs. I'm not friends with him. I'm just I know, acquaintances I know. with him. Uh, but by the way, what I asked you was what your relationship oh, yeah. to him was, yeah. and you just explained it's all it through Bobcat, and it's all through his two times at the lab, yeah. and then a few other times I photographed him, like at other shows and stuff. Before Whatever, we, s- man, he whispered to you. Yeah. You're, you're, I know. You're we're good. We're oh, like BFFs man. now. My friend, I've got, got his phone number, but. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I am. Let me tell you something. When by the end of this show tonight, we're gonna play like three. We are songs. gonna go. You know what? I am really disappointed that I didn't know about this. And now that I know what a huge fan you are, I'm disappointed you didn't know about it. But I saw some posts from Bob's girlfriend, and they. Oh no! I <laughs> ran into them at a party, and she goes, "We just came from a p- private puddle show." You know that 
you know the guy who owns the 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 Magic Castle also has a mansion somewhere, and they do private magic shows. Yes. Oh no. Puddles no. performed there, like in a private event, and like for like he... thirty people. Oh. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. It's nice to have things to look forward to, and me. <laughs> His version me... of "Where's My Mind" is friggin' the best, man. Well, we're gonna take a break later. Maybe we'll listen to that. I'll, I'll be a wonder of you. I'll be. On, I have it, and um, we have. Uh, if I could dream and. Some other just great sounds of silence will play tonight. Yeah. And just, he just, his voice I is like clean tell... and crisp. And, yeah. and, 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 just, and it's everything I need it to be. Mm-hmm. And um, Once you see him, it's going to become the, your new Tom Jones. Oh, well, good. Wow. We don't, we, like, we don't need a new Tom Jones. Now, I know what you mean. But Remember we saw Tom Jones? Yeah. You, got, you yeah. called me up two days before. He was playing at the... Um, Troubadour. Troubadour. For like 200 seats, man. We waited out front. You're like, Dave Becky's going to drop off tickets. I'm like, Mike, are you sure? And then Dave Becky pulls up in a black Suburban, sticks his hand out the window. I didn't, that was a nice when, show. That was a nice time. Well, remember when they said that, oh, he's not going to be doing any of his hits? It was, it was better. Mo- well, well, most of the time, though, I, I'll be honest. When I heard he's not doing any of his hits, I was like, all right. You know, I, I was hoping it was half and half. I, I want to see yeah. him sing. You know, there are. I want to see him course, do the new stuff. I want to I want to embrace course. Tom Jones, and yeah. that doesn't mean just hearing the old stuff. It means I want to hear the old stuff, but I want to hear your new but stuff. But that show was unique because of the pared-down band. Yes. Very small band, and it was all Americana music, and, and it was he had all, a, like, blues. And famous it was... bluegrass band. And, and know what we said when it was over? And I mean this. I'm not just saying it. I fucking mean it. I didn't give a shit. He didn't sing one of his. It's hit all songs. about his voice, man. It's it was all about everything his voice. he did. The only song he did, he did was Green Green, Green, Green Grass at Home. Yes, and ha- the weirdest part about that show, Morrissey and Mel Gibson hanging out. Oh yeah, right, right. Mel Gibson <laughs> bumped me like really hard, and then his secure or his security guy pushed me out of the way for Mel to get by, and Mel looked back like, oh, "Why do you do that?" Like he didn't know his security guy. <laughs> why he, did that have to be he, done? He, and and we found the sweet spot. I couldn't yeah, believe we, we found, found this spot. spot. We found a good spot. We, we, no, there's no way we're going to get to have this area all to ourselves. Yeah. There was an area, like, as soon as you walked into the, the side of the stage yep. that had, like, a rope. Yeah. And that was to make a walkway, but we got on the other side of the that rope. Was, which that was, was a good spot. And then no <laughs> one got in there. So <laughs> yeah. we're like, and Tom Jones is fun. He comes to that stage, yeah. and, and he just walks out. And it's looks, one of those spots where you're not going to leave to pee. because no, They I'm might not let pants. you back in there. Yeah. All right, so Mike. That was magical. Can, can you do me a favor? I'm not even joking around. I have to pee. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. just, but I'm not going to go inside. Does anyone else have to? Yeah, I might as well. Right? So here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to, but let's make, I'm going to go outside. We're going to make it quick. We're going to come back. We're going to start with San Diego Improv. Okay, let's I do it, I want my man. audience let's do it. to know everything about you. So the next time you come in here, they know who Mike Carano is. So we go nice and slow. And uh, what do we do when we take a break? Do we... You want to do that? Well, how about this? How about if we come back from we'll 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 come back from break, and we'll listen to a little puddles even if we and uh, as we start the show another great puddle song when we come back. There must be light. Uh, we're back with Mike Carano. Somewhere. But let this breathe. Got to be birds flying higher. I know Brody's the anniversary of his of his death was like yesterday, but let's from now on celebrate his birthday. We'll celebrate his birthday. But this is his birthday we're celebrating. Why won't my dream come true? 
There must be peace and understanding sometime. Warm winds of promise that will blow away the doubt and fear. If I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining on everyone. Tell me why, why, why won't that sun appear? We're lost in a cloud with too much rain. We're trapped in a world that's trouble with pain. But as long as a man has the strength to dream, he can redeem his soul and fly. Let it breathe, let it breathe. There's a trembling question Still I am sure The answer's gonna come Somehow Out there in the dark There's a beckoning candle And while I can think While I can talk While I can stand While I can walk Todd Glass Show, baby. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can I tell you a quick little story? Of course. That just this just reminded me of. Sometimes you you take it for granted and you forget the power of a singing voice, which is what I get out of Tom Jones completely. It's just his voice. I don't really even care about the songs. It's just that that rumbling noise. The rubato. Noise. The yeah. rubato. It's this. It hits you in, in. I went to see this guy thinking. I went there to record a podcast to make fun of it, essentially. But remember who Garrison Keeler was? Mm-hmm. I know of him. Yeah, so he's this old-timey dude that hosted a show called Prairie Home Companion. It was very down-homey, like folky. I don't know what happened to him, but some he had some falling from grace. But either way, he did live shows. And I went to the show at either the Hollywood Bowl or the Greek thinking, I'm going to sit in the back and just record my podcast and make fun of this. And it was goofy and weird. And the average age was probably 75 to 80, like closer to 80, realistically. And he goes, we're going to take a little break if you want to go use the restroom or you want to get some popcorn. He goes, but I'm going to stay here. And he walked into the uh, I swear, this I can't sell this enough unless I dig up the podcast and play the recording. I can't sell it enough. I'm there as a snide, sarcastic asshole to do a recording while he's doing a show. And he walked down the audience and he started a cappella singing, Can't Help Falling in Love With You. And I swear to God, I'm not embellishing. I'm not mistaken. I have a recording of it. Probably 3,000 people sang with him in tune, 
and tears just came out of my eyes. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It was just like going to my face. I've never witnessed something like that where it was just this hum and this buzz and this vibration of thousands of people singing, you know, wise men say. So there's a lesson to be learned there more. Uh, the lesson would be, obviously, I think, is uh, don't. Uh, Judge a book by its cover? Ye- like, ye- no, no, th- I don't even care about the lesson. I'm just, it was so chilling that he did that, and he probably did 15 minutes uh, of songs out there, and the audience sang along, and I was like, I have to leave now because there's, I'm not going back to, okay, now back to Lake Wobegon. <laughs> What's up, Frank? I'm going down to the fishing hole. Like, you'd be interrupting something that was good. Well, again, I can't exaggerate this enough. Well, can I'm, you get it? I'm sitting... Two thirds of the way back, way in the back. What's his name again? Garrison Keeler. Is he still alive? Yeah, but he was walking through the crowd, and I'm talking to my on my phone. I'm like, "Oh shit, he's coming towards me," and he's uh, gets to the next level, and he gets to Loge. I'm like, "If this dude walks up to me, the lone guy recording way in the back, I'm gonna freak out." And he got like 20 rows from me, and I was just like, "Please don't come to me. Please don't come to me." <laughs> and he never did. No, but it was it was it was truly one of the most moving experiences I've ever had in my life. It was, I had a friend whose dad died and he was in the military a long, long time ago. And the military funeral had the bagpipe player. And it was, I couldn't get the tears out of my eyes fast enough. It was just, I'm like, this isn't going to be healthy for how much I'm crying. It, it took sadness to a level, an inexplainable level. The yeah, bagpipes playing Amazing Grace while his mom is standing there accepting a flag from guys taking one step at a time towards her, like really slowly with the flag. You're just like, God, this is just squashing my heart. And then the bagpipes are just wailing through the church. Bagpipes. They will. The, the I, Bagpipes, no no bullshit. This sounds a little silly, but to, uh, what, to, uh, to George Carlin, bagpipes during a police dog's funeral. <laughs> yes. With the yes. whole like hundred cop cars with the lights going yeah. and seeing a cop look, uh, you know, bawling yeah. his eyes out because you know. Also works for. And a by human. the way, maybe it's not right to use police dogs. Yeah, they don't could, know what they're human. running into. They're running into you know. Yeah, they have they no could, idea. They think there's a bone in there. Yeah, they have no idea. They, Idiots. Like, they don't know they're jumping at a fucking gun. Fucking cops. You know what? Stop using dogs. Leave dogs alone. They don't. It's not police fair. Monkey. They no one, No dog should. You shouldn't be able to be a cop unless you sign up for it kind of true. You know, you shouldn't be able to be a cop unless you can sign up for it. Otherwise, you're not prepared yeah. to make a proper decision that what's in your best interest. What about the uh, military dogs that go skydiving? That's unfair, too. <laughs> They're not here for us! So unless we the want to fuck? Keep, keep them as a pet. Yeah, get that! It's here! With the, the squirt shit. What about, what about police, like, ape? Yeah, well, that police gorilla, police gorilla, definitely okay. Because if you show <laughs> up to domestic, but if you show up to domestic dispute with a gorilla with a cop suit on, no, I be had like, a joke. I hit her, officer. Arrest <laughs> me now. Just get me By away the way, from the cop gorilla. I used to have a joke about that. You they, did? What if you could teach a dog, a German Shepherd? But I didn't say gorilla. But I love it because if you don't mind, if I, and if I tell you my idea, you might go, Todd. You can have my idea because I'm already ninety percent there. I just have to change the animal. But to George Carlin, I, I have a joke, and it never really worked. I, I had too much energy to set it up in my live shows, and it was that. What if you, if I, if, if I had a property I needed to protect, I would get a German Shepherd and teach it to walk on its hind feet. 
Like, not just walking a time feet like, like a regular person teaches the dog. You can do it three steps. Like circus dogs. The whole time? He it just can walks walk, like a cop? It can literally walk around on a time feet. Not for two steps. Put that in a police uniform. Tell me, if you break into someone's yard and there's a guy there, okay, that's fucking uh -huh. scary. Yeah. But a dog standing up, oh man, you're going to be like, this dog is like coming at me standing <laughs> up. It's pissed off. If a dog is walking at you, you get the fuck out of there. I, I don't want to say who it is, but a very, very, yelling? very famous person who you, you, you know of. Jim Carrey. Oh, my God. You guessed it. I Dennis can't tell the story Miller. now. I can't <laughs> tell the story now. Very famous person has a police car in his front yard. And like, as soon as you... like go through the gate there's a cop car sitting there and it's for security reasons so in case someone tries to get over his gate they see a cop car parked in his dr circular driveway and i'm like that's a great idea can i tell you if i was at that level like any actor we could name 50 actors right now i, I think for my peace of mind i would need that why yeah. not it's it's yeah. so worth it but the it's dog standing up is just the dog standing up funny and i was saying like you, know, you need more though more than one so they can have shifts exactly you get it and like when the LAPD pulls, you get it. When the LAPD, exactly, exactly. When the, I do get it. <laughs> you know, this dog story is not worth getting in the way of. I met Mike Carano, uh, in let's shave some of the years off. We okay. don't have to get detailed with it. You know, the audience like two thousand thirty. Um, no, the, the, a long time ago. No, in nineteen ninety. No, no, nineteen probably eighty eight, eighty nine. Okay. I would say 89 at least because I moved here in 89. Okay. So I think it. Okay. And you. I wonder when we met. Okay. You work. It was probably 1990, I would imagine. I was imagine. probably a doorman. You were, so Dave Becky was the manager. Okay. And you well, then were, I was probably his assistant then at that time. Yeah. You were. At that point, you were doing. You were definitely. When I met you, you were already managed. Like, okay. You were one of the managers, okay. you know. And uh, you were probably 20 at the time. Something like 19. that, 21, 22 maybe. And uh, Dave Becky was the manager. Oh, are and we lying about our ages? No, no, no. Probably no. 14, 15? Yeah, no, no, no. You can be honest. I was kidding. But yeah, for, for context of story, you, you have to be honest. And this was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, he moved here. Yeah, maybe 89, so 89. So, uh, and uh, it was fun to go down. I'm just, sh I know you know this, but I like to set the stage for okay. the audience. Um, is it was always fun to go to the San Diego Improv because, you know, m like uh, Dave and also you, uh, you seem to like, for lack of a better way of saying, good comedy. Like, you were real supportive of a lot of comedians that, you know, even if they, they weren't killing all the time, you know, but you yeah. knew they were funny. Talking about Andy Kindler? <laughs> oh, and the list goes on and on and on and who, on and who, on. Who, by the way, I adore. Yeah, but of he course. never killed. He no, never no, did no. Well. But you guys, you brought in comedians that made money. You knew you had to have a business, and you know that you couldn't have Andy Kindlers or your favorite every week. But you, you flurried them in. And Mark, uh, Mark, uh, you're the owner of the club, certainly made it possible for you to do that. Yes, Mark, absolutely. Uh, Mark Anderson. Mark Anderson made it possible to have that creative freedom. Absolutely. So I put Mark. Mark, I always speak of uh, he gets Mark. A, a ton of, of credit a, for ton of credit everything because for nobody so would have given me the opportunities the, he gave me because I'm a loose cannon and what? I don't deserve responsibility. Right. I'm a piece of shit that shouldn't get <laughs> so, squat diddly, so and that guy gave me a he, lot. A lot of freedom. Yeah. And let you buy cameras, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. But, I forgot but, about that. So Mark uh, Anderson uh, gave, like, Mark Becky, Dave, Dave Becky, Becky and, and Mike a lot of freedom within this club. So, yeah, they had weeks that it was packed and everyone was there to see the performer, but maybe on Thursdays and Sundays they let them book. So they always supported on those nights when they had control. Mark let you have the control to really be able to be supportive of some people you thought, you know, I remember driving home with Adam Sandler. So do I. And, like, they were so... It was you was and Judd and Sandler for that one night, and that was amazing. <laughs> and they had... Their shows didn't go that well. 
and I remember thinking because they're I swear I thought because they're funny like they were I didn't think that I I didn't think at that time when I did I did better than they did but yeah. I knew it's because I was more generic than them and that's that's I, not true you also tried more at, on that particular night you know, I vividly remember it was a Monday night you and Judd tried Adam didn't try Adam just wanted to stand against the wall and mumble I thought it was funny it was funny to us <laughs> <laughs> to us I can I tell you why I don't think he did it to be anything but like something well, he did it from his heart yeah because like he was bummed that he didn't do well yeah. on the way home okay it wasn't like he took it lightly I'm like, I didn't no. I didn't take it as he intentionally tried to bomb I thought he was trying something weird and it didn't work out to the best of everyone's expectations and, and it was great stick to it yeah. Me, I get nervous. One joke doesn't get a laugh. I start doing my barbecue pizza joke. <laughs> you know, I go to my go-tos. Wow, well, whatever I have to do to make. But I learned that that's not always the best. And I want to make sure I, I give those. So anyway, the, and you would bring us down, and Dave Becky would always go, "You come on down Sunday night. We'll give you two hundred and fifty dollars." Yeah. Well, was... when I started booking Monday nights, there was I had the same comics every Monday night, and you were one of them. It was you, Peter Galky, Dana Gould, Hugh Fink, and. Now and then Nickman, but it was it was you and Dana Gould, Hugh Fink, Spade, and you it was guys, the same and, five or six people. And you brought us down, and not only did you bring us down, but you would put us in this like stupid. The condo was just a simple old condo, yeah. but a lot of times you'd be like Dave, and you would be like, best. yeah, you'd yeah. be like, we'll put you up at the Pacific Terrace, and it was like fucking stupid. It was that hotel was great, right on the water, a hundred feet from the club, yeah. right on the water, yeah. beautiful hotel. You were like, we don't get Those, treated like this. I wish we, I wish I had more gratitude back then for how great we had. Oh, it. you, you, but but we had gratitude. So, so, but that was a great, that was a great location. It was fun. There was places to go after the show. There was a Denny's. Uh, I'm not saying that. I that have was video. I have video of, of you taking the audience to Denny's. I, I'm sure you guys have talked about it now and then. But Todd would take the entire audience out onto the patio. I, no joke. For 45, 30 minutes maybe on the patio, yeah. there would be 100, 125 I my, people my out there. I had my Jeep set up out there with the PA on Before, it. but even after that, we had the PA on the patio. Oh, right. And then he would take everyone to Denny's, and he'd bring them into Denny's. He would systematically walk around and close the blinds so people who didn't bother coming in couldn't see in. Yeah. The audience that didn't want to come in with Denny's, I shut the blinds so they wouldn't be able to see what we were doing inside. Because <laughs> they wanted to stand outside and watch yeah. who went in. I first thing I do, I go into Denny's. Shut the blinds. I don't want anybody outside. All on video. All on video. Denny's was in. Denny's didn't mind it. Like they. No. they well, knew there was us. a point where they kind of went. You know, I we love you. Our... We love Todd. It's we can't <laughs> keep doing this. And we had this. The joke. Do you remember the joke? I would bring everybody yeah. in. Hey, I it's would, all of our birthdays. Because yeah. yeah, I get a free breakfast if it was your birthday. <laughs> so fast. I tell the whole audience at improv. I go, hey, listen, it's it's if, you get, if it's your birthday, I want to ask all of you. And when we're all packed in, I'll speak for all of us and go, it's all of our birthdays, <laughs> and we'd like our free dinner. <laughs> and people would just pack in enough to pack it. Yeah. And then I would shut the blinds because I was yeah. mad at the people that didn't want to come in. I'm like, no, you don't get to watch. You know what else I remember is when you had the mobile comedian. I'm, have you guys spoken about that a million times? We probably, yeah. But we took it to a Danzig in-store at Tower Records, which was this like metal, not metal, but it was you know re very dark, not goth, but not a sense of humor. They're people. Like everyone in line to meet Glenn Danzig had skulls and stuff mm. like that. And you pulled the Jeep up and Doug Benson was up there. And immediately went, if you like dance again, you know it, clap your hands. And the Tower <laughs> Records manager went, you guys got to go. <laughs> we just left. <laughs> was like, we thought we got permission to set up there to yeah. shoot some stuff for, yeah. at the time, Comedy Central. Yeah. They're yeah. going to go around San Diego with the mobile comedian. Oh, he's performing there. He's performing there. So, uh, but then, yeah, okay, thanks a lot. There you go. Um, but 
So, so you always were very supportive, and I, and I'm saying this because it wasn't. You're, it, well, you're, I don't think of it as being supportive. I think it as I. It was fun. You know what? I get. I, I mean, get, it was the right I, thing. It was. This is a treat, man. I get you're saying that, and it almost makes me want to go. Oh, then I shouldn't give him this credit, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. It was. It was really like you know. There's certain comedians that you your imprint, just what you've done. I know we all want to do more, and we but it's like. Is like more positive towards good than some like comedians that I know that are not good their whole career, you know. Like, but but you've always why do I have to make it a negative a positive? Um, but yeah, you would like you would always like. Remember when Mark let you buy cameras? Like no yes. one had fucking yes. cameras yes. then. So we were Mark, the first club to have video by far. Right. So Mark Mark Anderson owns the improv. He yeah. owns like eight improvs. He's ver- gives a lot of the managers a lot of creative, a lot of leeway. So we take more it than from, I ever we, deserved. Right, by... we take it from there. Yeah. So when they thought it might be cool to maybe do opening videos to start mm-hmm. the show, who did that? That was my so, idea. So that was your idea. Well, I said I, I saw a projector and I was thinking we could buy one and we could show videos. And I had no idea we were going to make videos. I showed Schoolhouse Rock videos at the beginning, and right. it got like rousing applause. Like when the screen came down and the bill was sitting on the steps. People went, oh my, because they, they weren't available then. There weren't DVDs. It wasn't right. stuff that was available. But do you remember that morphed into, which Absolutely. I love. It immediately morphed into, let's go opening. make videos. And yes. it was there was an opening. Good evening and welcome yep. to the improv. Yep. And during tonight's show. Yeah. And you made these videos. Yeah. And, and then Mark let you buy these crazy the cameras. The best. Here's how long ago it was. Do you know how long it took me to figure out that that was a video camera? It was the first video camera that I saw that looked like a camera. Remember those mm-hmm. weird, what were they called? Well, this was a high eight camera, but I do remember that video camera did look like a camera, and that probably got us access to stuff that we wouldn't have had access to because right. it looked like a still camera. Like I went to the romance novel convention with Patton Oswalt, and this was before he was famous, and they let us do stuff we never should have done. They let him sit on. Pa- they, we told them it was Adam Rich from Eight Is Enough, and they let <laughs> Patton sit on Fabio's lap, and Fabio was one hundred percent. No, and his manager's like, you really need to do this. So Patton is sitting on Fabio's lap interviewing him with me and my stupid camera. And that camera got us into a... Do you you remember... Because this has to do with what you're saying. You just looking like a camera. This would we would literally show on stage. So you edited together this thing of me and Doug Benson going around the San Diego Zoo. It's online, so I don't need to go through it all now. But the gist of it is, we're going around the zoo and you chop together all these different things that would happen throughout the day. And at one point... You did get brought, brought up. You, security came over. Yeah. So you put the camera on your side. So I want to show this, tell this in its context because I think it makes it funnier. Eventually, we would show this to the audience. Yeah. So the audience would see us at the zoo, and all of a sudden, you'd see a real security guy. You knew it was real. Yeah. And he'd go, uh, are you guys shooting anything? You're like, and they hear you go, oh, no. He's like, oh, what's that? He goes, oh, that's just a, that's a camera. He goes, oh, I thought you guys were videoing. You go, oh, no, 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 we're not videoing. And then the audience, the audience is watching loved us it. lying because we're blatantly lying. We're obviously video. Yep. And it shows the cop playing with his mustache because you just had the camera on your side. So it went yeah. right up, shooting up your side. It happened to catch the side of his face. Yeah. And he's like, picture this. He's like, no, oh, you guys aren't shooting anything. <laughs> no. Okay, I thought you guys had a video camera. And he's playing with his mustache. And we're fucking blatantly lying. We're going, oh, no, 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 no. And we're fucking Lying. It was and such it, a lucky, it was such a great time for us because nowadays you can't do that. I mean, I still do it, but you can't really get, you can't walk around with the camera and anyone gives a shit. Now right, everyone's right. like apprehensive. But before, if you walked up to someone with a camera and pointed at them, they'd be like, hey, yeah, I'll talk to you because, uh, you know. Isn't that funny? You must be somebody. You have a camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because once in a while, like, oh, we, we, we would get, which we had to understand once. 
Oh, I me- oh no, that wasn't. Never mind. That was just something that happened in prison. One of my favorite things. I, it was. It wasn't you, but it, I think it was on your show. If I remember. No, maybe not. It was Doug. We went out the night before New Year's and just ran down the street and yelled Happy New Year to people. And everyone just went, Happy New Year. And we ran into Denny's and went, Happy New Year. And everyone just went, Happy New Year. And then Doug on stage during New Year's Eve went, we have a satellite camera outside and we're going to go out and run around the street. And the audience went berserk. Wait, who did he say this to? The, the, he was on stage middling and he goes, we have a satellite camera, which is insane. Like in the '90s, we have a we have the same thing that ESPN or whoever has, you know. We have this million dollar thing, and Doug ran out the front door. I hit play, and on a video cassette, and it came on the screen, and Doug's running around going "Happy New Year," and everyone's just screaming "Happy New Year," and the audience was like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." It was a one-time deal, but I was like, I cannot believe we pulled that off for two shows, and it was just fun doing that stuff, like and, and having you know, a fake uh, remote. I think this is worth telling, even for the audience that doesn't know who Tiny Tim is, because they'll go figure out who he is. That uh, figure out who he is. That's how you learn new things. People are like, oh, Tiny Tim. You'll go. You'll say, oh, he was a regular on the Tonight Show. He was mm-hmm. this. Uh, uh, you know, you knew who Tiny Tim People was. People know who he is because he was on Stern a million times. Right, and I then think. later in his career, uh, how did you? So you just you're basically a manager at the Improv. Yeah. You want to bring Tiny Tim yeah. in to yeah. the San Diego Improv I did. on a Sunday night when they're normally closed. It was like a Monday night. A Monday night. Yeah. So w- who reaches out to Tiny Tim? I booked. I was trying to book alternative shows, some weird stuff. I brought in bands, my favorite bands, and then someone pitched me Ray Manzarek, and I'm like, I'll do that. And so Ray Manzarek came down and played Door songs on the piano, and Michael McClure, this famous poet, who who wrote the Janis Joplin song Mercedes Benz, came with him, and they did weird poetry that was over my head then i would bring in jim carroll who was a poet from new york and a writer and he wrote the basketball diaries and he had an album out that was really good and then jim carroll started coming with lenny k patty smith's guitar player so their manager went oh i also represent tiny tim i'm like done because i wanted henny youngman but he's like "Eh, henny's difficult he doesn't show up sometimes and he'll only do 20 minutes i'm like "Eh, is it worth it and they're like you gotta fly in first class i'm like i can't do it (laughs) It was like 2000 bucks, and I was like, can't do Fuck it. Fuck Henny Youngman. I'm glad he's dead. But Tiny Tim was one of the greatest experiences I ever had in that building because it, it was odd. It was weird. I picked him up at the airport. I had no idea how famous he was. People you would have never known knew who he was came running, like heavy set, like security guards from airlines were like, Mr. Tim, Mr. Tim, and they wanted his autograph. And... I, you know, he got in my car. I just randomly stopped at a, at 91X, the radio station, and just burst in with him, and they put him on the air, and then he took him to his hotel, and he couldn't believe it that I got him a hotel room, and he had been screwed over over and over and over you, and over. I remember something you said to me, and it, and it really says a lot about what you really want as a performer, and the amount of people that you wanted to show up didn't. You, yeah. You told me this. Yeah. But... But at the end of the night, and you don't know that yet because you don't know that it, you can have a fucking amazing experience with a small amount of crowd. Absolutely. You don't know that. You're just thinking, oh, he's good. I've had that happen. I have these shows where there'd be 30 people, and I go, oh, my God. I got off stage. and went, how much fucking fun was that? But the college students would go, they just start apologizing. So you were apologizing, and, you, and he turned to you, and he went, that was the most fun I've ever had. He was crying. He was crying. He goes, that was the best show I've ever had. He got up. It, there was probably, the room held 300. There was probably 65, 70 in there. But it wasn't you know, terrible, but they got, gave him a standing ovation. Everyone cheered. Everyone wanted to talk to him. He sat in the room for an hour talking to everybody. Then came in the little room with me, and we shot, the, we the shot all the footage. But he, um, he goes, that was the best show I've ever had. And I paid him, and he started crying. And he goes, I've been stiffed over and over and over because people are like, we didn't make money. And they would just go, here's 100 bucks for a cab or something. And I'm like, 
what are you talking about? Who does that? And and you know what? With perspective on that now, think about it. Like I know you well enough to set the scene. Think about where he'd been performing in bars and stuff. Yeah. And this, you probably had just like for the shows. The house was dark. It was there good. was professional lighting it on the good. stage. I got him a band. Professional lighting on the yeah, stage. You yeah. Know? yeah, you might think it, it wasn't, wasn't It wasn't super professional. It was can, just the improv stuff. But they but had it was cans good. and yeah, lighting yeah, and gels. Yeah. And, and we treated him nice. He got, right. We had dinner, and then afterwards we had pizza, and we hung out till like probably 3 in the morning. And, my girlfriend, and you have all those videos yeah. of you talking I remember my him. girlfriend was calling the club at the time. I didn't have a cell phone. And, and I and she's like, when are you coming back? And I'm like, I don't know if I am. I go, I'm, I, I can't just go, oh, my girlfriend is lonely. I go, I'm hanging out with fucking Tiny Tim having pizza. Okay. Can I interrupt you for one second? No. I want to talk about this to George Carlin. This is an amazing laundry detergent. And I'm going to tell you the story behind this. To George Carlin, this is a true story. Okay. What is it? This is called, now I want to make sure I pronounce it right. So there, uh, there's a person on the Jimmy Kimmel show, right? Okay. And they, they asked me the scent that I wear. The, uh, okay. It's cologne. It just smells like soap to me. That's why I like it. It's called Gendarme. The guy who invented it, it invented is a weird word, but he owned a record studio. He got tired of people coming in with their smells. He goes, I just want to invent something that's timeless, clean, soap. I found out that story. I go, no wonder I like it. So she always smelled it on me. Her name is Mickey. She's one of the producers on the executive producers on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And I love that she loves it. She goes, I got I go, I'm obsessed with smells. So I come back in there a year later. She goes, There's a, a an intern or a writer that works on the show. His shirt smells so good, Todd, I can't take it. So because she knows I really like okay. so she goes, Here he is. She goes, come over here. She goes, Jimmy Kimmel thinks I'm crazy. You know, she goes, Jimmy thinks I'm crazy. I smell the shirt. I go, I'm not I'm not bullshitting you. To George Carlin, it's I don't like fragrances that much. What the fuck is this? It smells so good. So he's a, he calls his mom. He says, you know, this is Mickey texts me the next day. His mom said it's it's called Glamorous Wash. And it's it's, it's I think this is like 50 bucks for like what would normally be 25, you know. So I'll be honest, I went to go buy it, and I'm like, it's a little expensive. I, I didn't end up buying it. <laughs> a little expensive. Yeah, 56 bucks. So, so, Can I smell so, it? But it smells, but, but let me say one more thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, smell it. I understand it's going to be hold concentrated. On, but, but hold on, I have, yeah, it's, you can't imagine when you come home and your bed smells like that, or your shirt. Maybe my sense of smell just isn't great. I get a little bit of it. Okay, listen. It doesn't smell like What much. does it say on the front? What, what were the words? It says, the, that's, it says it so well. If I thought this was to George Carlin, I'm not lying. What are the words? Floral. A warm, a warm and complex fragrance overflowing with delicious fruit and rich florals. Okay, that's enough. Okay, I got that. You think, all right, that's a lot of bullshit. No, it's not. Yeah. That so, was $50? So, well, I, listen, I didn't buy it. So then... Uh, then uh, the, the, they don't even have to do this. Uh, I, I record something at the Jimmy Kimmel uh, Comedy Club in Las Vegas, and they're going to air it on the show. So they go, hey, we're going to air it on the whatever, the 10th. And then they move to the 15th. And they go, oh, my God. Like, I get it. It's TV. Like, I, I felt like, thanks for letting me do a fun set on late night television with my band. Yeah. So I was happy. I, but they felt, so then she sent, they send this as an apology. Obviously, Mickey told them to, with the candle that has the same smell. I, I start washing... And I'm smelling it, and I'm like, look, it doesn't matter. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Mickey knows she's right. It's not just another good smell. I, I come home, I'm like... Are you conserving like, it because you don't want to run out? I don't want to run out of it. Exactly. I don't want to yeah. use it for my gym clothes. So I've been like, 
plugging it on the show, hoping yeah, they send you another one. Yeah, this is the first one. time I've heard of it. And it's almost For, out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it smells good, but I, I think my nose, my sense of smells a little shot. That lid is not completely on. Let me tell you something. You don't need to give your opinion. Okay. Because, no. <laughs> because also, this I, is not up for debate. This is scientific. This smell is shut. If you buy this, if you're in the situation, you go. Does that brand make other smells? They make and a candle that smells just as good. He, look, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that candle. How much is that? Forty bucks. And one more time, what I don't is know. the brand called? Here's the here's to me the way uh, this is called. Uh, uh, what is it called? Are you sure that's not a prop that Kimmel no, made? Because I, that, that, shut that, up. That, but the packaging looks yeah, it looks looks a little loosey goosey. To George Carlin, it is a real product. Okay, and the story was true that I told. And let me tell you something. Well, isn't that a it's, better idea that they made this bullshit thing for Tom? It's like, the wonderful this, glamour wash by high efficiency H.E. Diva, a warm and complex fragrant, overflowing with delicious fruits and rich flavors. Yeah. So here's the deal. Okay. I don't know if I would spend that every month, but if I had the money, like I know that sounds weird, but you don't have the money. Hey, you know, you know how it is. It Can sounds you use like, that for other things? Well, like, uh, that'd be listen, nice to wash I got to tell too. you, listen what I've been doing. So I go, I walk out back. My washer and dryer is out back. When I go out back, I smell it when it's in the dryer. Mm -hmm. I was using a teeny little bit of it. I was like, oh, I can't. And the sheets. And I, I was like. Wow, it just smells clean and just so subtle and, and just clean and like they say, yeah, flowers yeah. and fragrance. But just this enough. is an exciting night for me because I walked in, I took a handful of pretzels out of Todd's bowl in the in the kitchen, and I said, "What's different about this?" And then I learned that Todd like the, mists them I, with olive oil and then hits it with everything salt, and it's friggin' amazing. First of all, I love that you loved it that much. I don't want to. You can't get an honest opinion. What are the better pretzels, or if they're good, if you only put your idea out, like spray them all with olive yeah, oil yeah. and then sprinkle them with everything. I, what I if disagree with that. I think I would still have gone because I didn't try you, them both. You would have, but I like to put both out. That way, you watch at the end of the night, you can tell how many people really like them. If the other bowl's empty and yours is full, yeah. so that's why I do it. But you walked yeah. in. Yeah, I spray. I got these. What are they called? Butter pretzels. They almost have a grid on them. I don't know. They were in a bowl. Sprayed them with a little olive oil just to make the everything seasoning mm -hmm. stick. And it's they're they're everything pretzels. Of so course good. they're going to be so good. So good. So good. Hey, do you remember? Maybe you guys have talked about this on the show a bunch of times, and I'm sorry I'm not familiar with that. But do you remember this idea? that you had like 20 years ago and we were going to set up hidden cameras in your living room and then have a dinner party, but you were going to get like tacos at Jack in the Box and we we're going to take them in your kitchen and just take some of the stuff off and put your ingredients in. No, no, not my ingredients. That would just Like just lettuce. Like no, just like no, real cheese or lettuce? plating it. We would plate it. But you were it. also going to, you're like, I'll just sprinkle real cheese on top and see if anyone calls us out on serving Jack in the Box yeah. tacos? Yeah. Did you ever do that? No, I wanted to do that even with a McFlurry in a wine glass and you pour a little cinnamon on the top and you no go. No one would oh. know. No, they would go, what no. the, What the fuck is this? Oh, it's creme blue vanilla. No one would know. Bruch. It's a vanilla. Bruch. Did you ever go to Air One? <laughs> Watch your mouth. Air One, what is that? It's like a health food store on Beverly. There's one in Santa Monica. Is it expensive? It's it's like the most expensive grocery store style place I've ever been. I was famished one night and there was nothing nowhere else near there and I had to shoot something in Venice and there's an Air One and I walked in there and I just meandered around for half an hour and I finally picked up a goddamn smoothie, like a chocolate peanut butter smoothie, and it was fifteen bucks. Who gives a shit? But it was only this big and I got outside and I was like, This is the best thing. It was like the first milkshake. Like someone going, hey, here's a root beer float. Try this. <laughs> and you're like, 
I have to not just gulp this down. Like I have to like let it sit in my mouth. It was crazy that this was all healthy, like almond milk or whatever, and it was peanut butter and chocolate. It was unbelievable. But fifteen bucks is just a mm, lot for a smoothie. I know, but you know what? I don't. I eat a lot of bad food. Yeah. So I ha- I one area where I j- I don't even blink an eye at it because I know it's the only time some for weeks I'll put good things in my body is to go to like no I'm not just talking about a fruit smoothie with you know cu- with sugar yeah. and fruit no yeah. just real kale and carrots yeah. and celery yeah. and ginger and wheatgrass. So, but w- I got one one at Whole Foods and I politely this is how good it was walked it back to the register and i think they gave me just a, a fruit smoothie i go is this the thing she goes oh yeah she goes i go she goes we freeze the vegetables so it just gives a little thickness i'm like this Holy thing's un- shit. Yeah. it made yeah. a it made it taste real good i thought it was because it had the density they don't usually yeah. get yeah and uh and there was some constant in there that gave it its sweetness but he, oh it was almond milk and uh whatever it was i was like this got pretty close to a fucking thick yeah and I was like, but it, again, yeah, it was like $14. Yeah. It's a lot for a drink. I know. <laughs> Why do I laugh like a barking dog, I ask? Listen, calm down. How long have we gone, Aristotle? Dog. We're just about at an hour. It goes too quick. Has there ever been a show about a police dog? Sure. It's called Police Dog. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's Police Woman. Oh, you're right. Somebody sent this in. It's amazing. Hey, guys, come close to your headsets. I love you. That... It was just so beautiful. Wait, do you know who sent that in? Of course I do. Mr. Rogers and the Make Believe Friends, all the way from beautiful. Michigan. Oh, I don't know. There was sounds like there was more than two people on that, so I'm not going to say individual names, but that was so great. And and you know what? Sometimes you, f- last week, one from Alec White. We thought, did we ever play this before? That was so good. So Alec, call me if you're still listening to the show, and if you don't, well, who gives a shit if I don't play your songs? You gave up on us. You don't listen to the show anymore. Oh, so right who, now he's freaking wrong? out. He's like, wait, how can I get what? upset? Because if I'm hearing this, it means... So, Alec, do you remember the one we played of yours last week? Did we never play that before? This is my lazy way of doing homework. Like, I don't have to email him. He, he, right now, if he still listens, he'll be email me or text me. I'm going to guess that we hadn't because I don't think I had ever heard it. I so. didn't, and I'm like, so I feel bad. The, the point was it a production? Sto- it, it was, was amazing. Yeah. And and I know that sounds weird. When that one like, was pretty good right there. That was amazing. And Alec, and so to think that somebody sent that in and I would not play it made me feel like, wow, someone on the other end, if I was him, because he's right, it was good. And he must have thought, oh, I'm sure he didn't think, oh, maybe it got just lost in the shuffle, which oddly happens once in a blue moon. Of course. Moon, of course it does. That's what happens. So, Alec, we'll, we should play. We'll play yours again later in the show. I like this theme. 
Like, I think this is one of the good late night themes. You know, it makes it exciting. It's like coming in. I can picture, you know, coming. If I had a late night show, I'd want to come into this every night. You know, just something. It's the. Uh, it's. I'll tell you my favorite part of it. Crank it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Right here. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Todd Glass. Oh, tonight. Harris Whittles. <laughs> no. Stop everything. Musical You know guest. who I meant? I meant... Honestly, I was like, honestly, is this just all going to be people that no, unfortunately, Harris no, no. <laughs> Whittles has, uh, has died. But what I meant for some is Brendan Wardell. Who, if like you in my head, I sw- you know, you all know I'm being serious. Not that I wouldn't be crass and say Harris, but what it, just have to it would have sense. to be somebody that doesn't in have my a lot head, of. If if right now someone said you have a late night talk show, you can do whatever you want, but you have to have a sidekick. And I know you 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 want to go not high energy because you're high energy. Who would I pick? Yeah, well, let me tell you something. I, 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 like who would you want doing that announcement? Todd not thinking Glass. of, not thinking of what sells and what would. No, be no, appealing. no. Who would make you feel comfortable? That's not going to like try to overpower you with energy and stuff, where that you could just bounce stuff off of. Oddly enough, it could be I, somebody who's deadpan. Can I completely. say two people? Yeah, one because it just might be you love him. Even Fred every, Willard. No, oh. <laughs> no, no. Oh well, I wish Fred, Fred Willard's probably not going to take it, but um, <laughs> but but I. One, you can love somebody and adore them. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily the right match. No, no, for that's you. what I'm. I, I mean, but when, I when you just announced your name, I was thinking, I wonder who could announce Todd's name where Todd would be happy with that. For all the wrong reasons. And I mean, as a sidekick. Like, if I had that, you, you have a late night show. That's the scenario you set up. You get to have a sidekick. Yeah. Is that yeah. Eddie Pepitone. Okay. <laughs> Even yeah. Though, yeah. Well, just because it's no, so you're right. To you're have right. someone to go to, and I would tell him, here's why I'm be direction. And you would be the positive, and he would be the negative. Even though he's not necessarily negative, but he is kind of negative. I would. But tell I mean, how much fun that be? Whenever there was a lull, you could just go to Eddie. Eddie. What do you think? And he'd be like, ah, What am I doing? And I would here? tell him. Do you know what I would tell him, Eddie? The only good direction I would give him is when I go to you, like if we actually had this show on television. May pretend you're just at a comedy club and just fucking see what's in your goddamn yeah. mind. Yeah. Whether it be funny or whether it be yeah. just poignant or whether it be just. Fu- and it reminds me of what Louis C.K. told me when we would tour. I would, in front of the big crowds, like 5,000 people, I started to be a different person. And he goes, Just may pretend you're at Largo. And I go, Yeah, that's. I know you're right. And I appreciate you but saying you're not. that. He goes, Yeah, but you know what? You'll, he, I go, he goes, You'll do bad. I'm not saying. But then you'll sweat and you'll do good. And it sands the edges off of these stiff theaters. And it sort of gave me freedom to go out there and do that. And that's what I would want to do for someone else. I'm Give me that freedom. It seems like you already did that with Spade when I saw you guys in Vegas a couple times. Like you were, you, you were yourself. Not to be, not to be, I'm very comfortable around Dave. And that's yeah. a 1,200 seat theater. It's crazy warm for as big as it is. But when you get, when I would start getting into like you know, four or five thousand. Yeah, sorry, if you're like in an arena with those guys. It starts it's getting, too, yeah, it's too, I, it's I wasn't doing shitty jokes. I was just doing the best of and he noticed it. Yeah. And uh, it was the good, you know. That, it, was, it was, that it was, was scare me to the point where I was, I would be paralyzed. Like walking yeah. out with t- 10,000 people. That helped me calm me. And it made me do better. It made but me do better. The distance you are from the audience, did that freak you out? Was that uncomfortable? It just seems like, you know what, that you do this for a living, 
but the amount of time it takes to get from the curtain to the microphone, yeah. I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, I'm I so uncomfortable. I can't get there quick enough. They I should go move out the there. microphone right to the curtain. Right to you the just curtain. come out, and then you can walk the stage. I prefer to walk out with it. Yeah. Because that way I can start talking the minute I get out there. Way, look at what we got here. But the, the, I don't care if it's at a black box theater where I have 10 feet to go. I can't wait to that just... That explains so much. You're so obsessed with people's entrances to the stage. And that makes so much sense now because you, it's like a dilemma for you. It's a, Right, right. Watching. Uh, hey, I never, by the way, I never broke it down like that. Wait, but Weber Thomas, you were like, I loved how he did it. He just boom, he got yeah. right up to, there. To me, the right. entrance is so important to every show, music, everything. Like, I want there to be an entrance. Like, sometimes I see bands that have no ego and they just walk out on stage. And I'm like, no, do no, something. No, no. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. But you dramatic. need to come out of the ground, you need to come out of the air, or <laughs> it needs to be solid black and then you're there. Like, I don't want to see. Let me tell you something. If I was a band, and I've seen it. I watched a band. I forget who they were. It doesn't matter their name. But this has everything to do with style. And they were an older band. I went to see them with David Spade in Las Vegas. And their backdrop, they were a band that were, like, from the 60s. And, I'm, and, and, and uh, it sounds like I'm making this up, but I'm not. But their backdrop was, it looked like they took, you know, like, ten paint tarps and sewed them all together. And then they had peace signs everywhere. And it looked really cool. And it was like, I go, I remember thinking, that's... That, that looks cool what they're in front of. You know, they had the style. Yeah. And yeah. then they all had, um, uh, like, 60s suits on. Yeah. And I went, see, that, it, having some sense of style makes them look, and I, th and I always thought after that, if I had no money but I had to do low-end production, yeah. I would get cans of smog, but you paint them black. Because, you know, you don't want to walk out there with smog on the side with the label from the... And everybody walks out with one just spraying it. And you get to the mic. You have to have some production. And production... so weird. If I were in the audience and you guys came out with aerosol cans. But if you... Shh, imagine, like, what the fuck's but you happening? Know, you say that, but I'm high, so I'm just yeah. going off. But if everyone walked in, it was perfect in front of them. What I mean is you can create... Are you familiar with Brian Setzer, the guitar player for the Stray Cats? Yes, yes. So Brian Setzer has an orchestra. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're fine. But he has an orchestra, and it's become his thing. Like, for the last 25 years, the Brian Setzer Orchestra, and it's a full big band behind him, and it's fantastic, but he said it wasn't working at all until they got uniforms. He goes, it just wasn't happening, and then one day we all rented tuxes, and it was, like, magical. So it, they all they wear their you know shiny t suits now, and he wears a gold suit because he's the leader, and and he said that just brought everything together. He goes, well, it wasn't the same, even though they were playing the same music. And right, and the the lesson there is not that everyone should wear suits; it's whatever is appropriate. And I love the topic. I've talked about it with, with uh, a musician that uh, that uh, Andy Fresco and. Uh, and and I think every you watch bands. It's not even my opinion. I have uh, it's a more of an observation that I happen to agree that you should pick something. But that's my opinion when it slants to should you do something. But you see the evolution of a lot of bands, and you watch when they decided, okay, we need to do something, even if it's it doesn't have to be a suit, of course. But and you. So I, I, I think every I band have such mixed feelings about it because I don't ever want to put on a suit. But every time I see, well, it doesn't Lyle, have to be a suit. But does I go see Lyle Lovett a lot because. The music's beautiful. It's just a wonderful show to sit and enjoy. And I think you, even though you're probably not a country music guy, it's not really country music. I think you would adore him. I think but they I all think wear black suits 
at every show, and it's, it just makes you feel like, oh, they 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 more than give a shit. That's a pain in the ass. Can I interject something? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, we also have to point out that you are wearing an Aquabats jacket right now. Yeah. Which is yeah. a perfect example. And or, I feel like Orville Peck is exactly that as well. Yes. Like, always has an incredible suit, yeah. but the mask is also kind of yeah. part of the costume of it. Yeah. And I, and I, I wanted to be real. And I, for whatever it's worth being paranoid, I, I like people to, 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 for my opinion to mean something. So I just want to be really clear. When, what I take out of that which I love that they decided that those suits work for them. We're certainly not, or I'm not implying that anybody should wear suits. It's like whatever it is. George Carlin performed in a T-shirt with a peace yeah, sign on it, yeah. and that's exactly what he should have fucking done. Yeah. So I don't want to tell any band like I'm. No, some I don't old even know how he got on the suit thing. I was just pointing yeah, you out that when you, you were out, the entrance was, and the show, it was something. The show part of it. It was something. When you go to see, it's. But what I'm saying is the same credit that I give that, I give the. What, what's the name of that band? Brian Sesser or Lyle Lovitz? No, the, the shirt, the jacket oh, you're wearing. Uh, the Aquabats. The Aquabats. Yeah. When you go to see them, they have decided to do yeah. something. Yeah. I don't mean it has to be a suit. I don't never sound like an old guy going, no. you should wear a suit. No, but I think the lesson is if you watch bands that have made it, most of them, if you watch their journey to when they started, they decided, okay, we have to do something and, uh, and, and make it seem, even if it's all getting to wear T-shirts, but we decide they're black or we decide that we'll... They all do it. There's almost no bands that don't take it to that next level that did that. And what? They have to coordinate to some degree some so that degree. someone doesn't show up with a suit and someone's in t-shirt. Well, the you. truth, Kevin Rooney said this. This isn't my thing, but it's a show. It's a show. And if you don't yeah. go into it thinking it's a show, if you're going into it with the FU, I'm wearing shorts and flip flops and I don't give a shit. That's not a show. Unless you're, unless you're, obviously, unless you know you're the Grateful what? Dead. Maybe, maybe. Unless you're, uh, but I mean, no, but I mean, maybe fuck everything we're saying because you know it, what? Exactly. Maybe Start fuck new everything topic. we're saying. Look, there's no doubt that in some cases you do watch that journey, but maybe in others you don't. So you know what? Fuck everything I'm saying, and I'm glad that I was able to uh, to stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking. I was just starting to think of examples that people go out in flip flops and t-shirts. Do whatever you fucking want. I have. I will. I will. I. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm. Uh, how about a Viking lollipop? You think that would be a funny character in a show? We pictured a guy that's Vicodin got a little Viking in. Everyone's trying to lick it all the time. No, he's got one. He's got a Viking in on a toothpick, and he's like, "Oh, it's my Viking lollipop." Whenever I get stressed out, and he licks it. You think it's the Todd Glass show, everybody? Taking it through the night. It's the Todd Glass Show. Okay, listen. Can you Wait. just lick a Vicodin and get a little happy? No. Real I don't quick. think so. Real quick, I note, I'll note this to edit it out. And I'm sorry, but tonight is one of those nights. I'm going to take you up because I do have to be up early tomorrow. Okay, like, well, fuck, we're going in. What time, what time is it? Uh, eight, well, right now it's 8.30. How long have we done? Hour and ten. Oh, let's go in for the close. Let's go for the close. Is that cool? Wait, you have to pee, and he's saying no now. Well, no, no. I, I was just gonna head home so that I could now oh. get oh, ready yeah. to. Oh yeah. yeah, okay, great. That, that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. So then I'm we sorry. can take I it. Just, in. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I'm so glad you're doing it. Oh no, no, so I love yeah, it. I take love your time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Send me the yeah. Okay. Kind of makes me feel like I'm boring. No, 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 no. Shut up. Don't even don't even go down that path. Hey, I'm gonna go home too and I'm gonna go I'm gonna split too, by the way. You're like, I'm gonna go take a nap. You can keep talking, we'll edit it out. Don't even I (laughs) edit No, we're not editing anything. What he was just saying, we can leave all this in. Well we we uh I hope your doctor's appointment works out well. Hope it's good. Well he's got 
about a week to is live. It at, oh, really? Is it yeah. At, you're still keeping the appointment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's wasting yeah. valuable time when you should be out walking. Buddy. Did you hear by Aristotle? Everybody say bye, bye Aristotle. Aristotle. Aristotle, we got you going. Well, goodbye, my friend, to you. Uh, I no, hope I'm your doctors. There's a fiddler on the roof all of a sudden. <laughs> now I'm the producer. He starts making rules. Well, we got to cut you off there. We're going in for the break. Um, wow. Uh, so, so uh, Mike. Yes. Back to you. Um, uh, let's. We were talk. We started talking about the the progression as performers. You know, decide what they. But, but moving on from that. Oh, um, Harvey. I think I got everything on here. That laundry detergent. Let me tell you something, guys. If anyone wants to isolate us talking about that laundry detergent, they're gonna know I'm not just saying it. You I'm gonna get some. You can't. I make swear that up. to God, I'm gonna drop fifty bucks for that stuff. You can't. And I'm gonna try it out. I'm. Th- I hope the company that makes that laundry detergent appreciates that I'm saying, look, not everybody can go out and buy that laundry detergent. But let me tell you something. If money wasn't an object, if you smelled it and someone said, hey, would you like yeah. this or Tide? I want to see what else. I'm, get, I'm getting deter- the candle for sure. Or any How lo- long? If, if, if somebody, what? How long have you had it now? I've had it for a month. You've literally never brought it up to me. And that's a big deal because you like kind of like showing off new things. Kinda it seems like it had a lifestyle. Yeah. Were you trying to see if I noticed it? Maybe? How dare you? <laughs> no, maybe. Was I su- oh, my God. I hope I wasn't subconsciously hoarding it. Uh, well, that's also my other question. But I did leave it under the... the I left it under the... the oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I, I, guess I don't do laundry. It, I could have put it away, but it's with the other laundry detergent. It's just, uh, if you're so excited about it, I'm so surprised. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. first time I'm hearing about it. You know it. what? I'm surprised, too. Maybe I did mention it to you. Like, oh, I got uh, this. Maybe, yeah, I might be dumb. I thought I did say... It's just in a very unconventional-looking bottle. Yeah, because it's cool-looking. I thought it was the liquid okay. smoke or it's, whatever. No, no, no. It comes in a very understated... They get it. See, the uh, this stuff, it's man. And, and I'm not kidding yeah. you. If, if somebody... Let me hear. Let me put it real so simple. So is this a smell... Do, do you like the smell more after you've washed your clothes or just directly out of the oh, bottle? I know what it smells like after you wash it, and that's definitely the so better smell. So you think smell. the heat has some effect on it? Oh, yeah. This 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 amplifies, and it's... it's it, I'm going to tell you something. It is the most subtle, subtle, subtle present that's smell. That's present. Good. It's there, but it's, it's just... It says on the front... Like how much do you use? How much do I use? Yeah, like there's one, no measuring. It says there's no, no measuring thing. Yes, please. What what is what do you have to get? What what do you? What is, well, I'm trying to figure out if I buy that bottle. Okay, listen. Like how it's much a, am I going to use? A like cup? a capful? A cup? That's a lot. A third of a cup. Okay, third of a cup okay. for a load of laundry. Look, there's no doubt that it is. It's going to be a little more expensive. Here's my point. This says it clean. If somebody goes, you can get any laundry detergent you want. They bring in six. You smell all six. You do a load of laundry with all six. It's not money. You're going to get it free for okay. 10 years. They just pick the one you want. You get tied. There's a Whole Foods brand. And happened to be in there is this uh, Glamour Wash. And that's one of the seven smells that you smell. And yeah. one of the, oh, there's that Whole Foods. There's Glamour Wash. And you're gonna and you're and you're gonna smell it in the jar. Then you're gonna wash a load of laundry with it, and you're gonna go. No, everyone, unless you're yeah. s- unless you have a problem and you're trying to prove something, you're gonna get glamour wash. And I'm not getting paid to say this. I'm I'm serious. To George Carlin, I'm serious. I can't get enough of the smell. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I s- promised myself I was not gonna start doing things like washing the kitchen floor with it. Well, guess what? I broke. How about this? 
You get, do you have a nice throw blanket on your couch? Oh, I did already. Wash that. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say, right there. You can just put it on you when you're watching TV yes. or something. Can I tell you? I have like six rolled up blankets on my patio out back. I had a few people over last week. Let me tell you, I put the bait out. I washed. I put all six of them in the washer with this and then just put them all over the back. My friend's girlfriend, she's like, this smells so good. I'm like, that's fucking right. You fucking better believe it. You know what? I honestly think you could find you, you should contact them about uh Let them contact me. I ain't begging. <laughs> no, but if they could give you like the, whatever the formula, the magic mix of the botanicals or and then you could have that smell. You know like, what? Just put you... it in a bottle with some water and just mix things with it. Oh, let me tell you something. I'll t- uh, there's a candle. Can I tell you the truth to George Carlin? You could get a ca- a portable car washer and put that as the soap in there and wash your seats in your car. Right? Carpet cleaner? A carpet cleaner and clean your carpets with it? Mike, I've had this fantasy. Here's my fear. Here's my fear that eventually you think you don't want to get used to the smell. Yeah. Because you'll get used to it yeah. and you won't smell it anymore. So I've been trying to take that into consideration. But the other day, I'm not kidding you, uh, the, the, in with this came a candle. I'm being, to George Carlin, I'm telling you the truth. I know it's absurd because I believe it, you. it's borderline, sounds like an ad for them. I get it. That's why it's funny that I happen to really feel this way. And would I wish they would send me some product? Of course I do. But there's a difference between... What if it's too much? Saying something... What, what, what's what if they much? send you like a case and you're like, oh, oh are you kidding what? me? I would love it. Because I'll tell you the you things... You could gift I would, it. I would start... No. Important people. <laughs> Important people in your no, life. No, 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 no. I'm already. That's not even included in what I'm. No, but it's a, it's a nice thoughtful I'm gift. Something to, that means a lot to you. To and George you give Carlin, it to someone else. To George Carlin. To George Carlin. I'm not <laughs> gifting it. I can tell you. That. I wish I could lie to you. It's like if I could lie to you and go, oh yeah, you're right. That's a good idea. You're right. It's a good idea. But I swear to George Carlin, I'm not gifting it. So if they, but the, re- I mean what I'm saying. It just happens to be so over the top. So listen to this. The other day, they also got a candle with it. So this came into the door and a candle that is I found out is the same. I didn't okay. realize it was the same smell. Okay. Until like a week later. How much like, do you guys want to Google this company and find out what the scoop is? Like, do they is this stuff actually sell somewhere? Oh yes, it does. It's no, a very no, but successful I mean, is company. It, that's what I mean. Is there is there like this up this hoity toity clientele that buys this fifty dollar laundry detergent left? Hoity toity, I think just being being but listen to this. So John comes in the living room the other day, I to George Carlin, and I smell the laundry detergent and I go Oh my God! I think John used the laundry detergent. I was mm-hmm. glad because I was like, he'll he'll he's gonna notice it. Is he gonna like it? I thought, and then it was the candle. I went, oh, oh I had the candle. And you know how the candle you don't smell it right away, but yeah. when you leave the room yeah. for like an hour and you yeah. come back and oh, it yeah. turns into Absolutely. oil and wax, Absolutely. and it permeates through the whole yeah. room. I walked into the living room. I was like, oh, I smelled a waft of that fresh. Have you fresh used smell. that entire candle already? No, I've been. Oh, good. Can I tell yeah. you, I've been trying yeah, to save it. Save I've been it. saving it. Yeah. Can I guess a compliment? You should bring it to, to a lab and see if they can recreate it. I used it, or on, just buy another one. I I've been not using it every night, depending yeah. on who's coming over. So t- tonight for you, I lit it because I thought he'll appreciate that. You know, you know what I would do is I would make a little investment and buy like a dozen of them, so in case something, ha- God forbid. You know, the founder of the company goes, you know, goes on a sailboat or something. Can I tell you the truth? But I mean, what if they stop? What if they go, let's just close our doors. We've had a good run. And you're like, what? What am I going to do? I had that happen. I thought with shower to shower. There's only three smells. There's, let me tell you something. Are there better smells? Wait, are you telling me shower to shower is still in business? Listen to this. (laughs) Listen to this. I'm not implying. If I open your closet, is there like a whole shelf of, gee, your hair smells terrific? Listen to this. There's a story. 
I'm not yeah. implying that there aren't any other better smells. I'm a little stricter with, be honest with you, with okay. men's fragrance. Don't you like Head and Shoulders too? Isn't that good? It probably does smell clean. Yeah, it does. It probably does smell. What clean. about peppermint soap? Have you tried that Doctor Bonner's peppermint soap? I've no, had I've had it at a place. Mm. You, you didn't like it? I love no, it. Oh, I love it too. I love ivory soap, clean. Yeah, but the peppermint soap smells cleaner because it's well, peppermint. Shower to shower, I okay. thought they stopped it making it because I didn't see it at CVS or anything. Mm-hmm. And there, are, that's my three infamous smells are now this glamour okay. wash, uh, definitely Jean d'Arm. Again, I've said it a million times. Most people don't say, what's your cologne? To me, the, 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 the reason is such a good fragrance. People go, what is, is that your shirt? Is that, okay. is that a clean smell? That's the compliment. But how often do you put that on? Every fucking day. Really? Yeah. Now, when I'm trying to save money in the past, you know, because it's, it's not expensive. It's actually very reasonable for a bottle of cologne that is the best cologne on the planet. It's the best cologne on the planet. Unless you go, if somebody But what goes, about pheromones? If you're covering up pheromones. If somebody goes, you know what? I'm not interested in just clean. I want a distinct smell. Oh, it's not for you. But if you're going, if you, that, that's the way, because some people we go, you know what? He's right. I'm not looking for clean. I want a smell. Okay. Set, but, but what if about, you go, fear, if you you're go, disrupting the pheromone flow, because sometimes people are just attracted to people because of their chemistry. That doesn't get in the way of it because it mixes in. That's what's clean about it. It's your smell and it's clean and all of this is clean. But if somebody goes, I'm not looking for clean, then it's not for you. But if you're going... No, Who like says it. that? You know what? You, you, you know what? You say I'm that. I'm looking for oily pig shit. Well, you say that, but there's people that wouldn't go for clean. They would smell it. They go clean. I want more than clean. I want people to notice me coming in. Oh, okay. You fucking pile of shit with your stink. Shut the fuck up. Go home and smell. Stop it with your 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 smell. I'm more strict on men's fragrance than I am women's. I'll be honest. I think there's a wide range. Sometimes a woman can have a perfume on and it's really sweet, but I like it. It passes by you, yeah, yeah. and it just smells yeah, nice. Yeah. But men's, and when you go into the egregious area, it's not sweet. It's egregious because it's like, do you have, fuck, do you, do you have, um, I don't have migraines. Do you have memories associated with smells? Like maybe something your mom wore or somebody you dated or something like oh that? Oh, my God. That... that <laughs> My dad used to beat me with a bottle of gendarme. That's exactly right. My dad would throw the old spices in my head, and a little would no leak out. <laughs> I can't walk by it in Rite Aid without a tear coming out of my eye. But I mean, you oh know what I mean? God. How you associate things? Because I still can remember smells from when I was a kid. Oh, it's my mom. Uh, I whatever it was, it was a smell that my mom's friend Dave Olson's parents used at their house. And I don't remember it now, but I've asked for it over. And it, oh, when I smell that, it's. I wonder what it, you think it was food or something, or. It's a it's a it's a body wash like that that, okay. that the mom would bathe like take baths okay. with, you know, and it, but it, but it, an over the counter one like you would if you said it I would know it but whatever yeah. it is it was very simple and very basic but their house always smelled like that you know when I would go over and if I go back to that smell. Have you ever like, been attracted to somebody because of the cologne they're wearing? Uh, I thought someone smelled very clean, and it was very intriguing because of gendarme. Okay, it was a doorman at the improv, and I'm like, God, that I just guy wonder, like, because so I don't, because women's perfumes do nothing for me. Nothing. Nothing. Then no. you're, you, pr- probably, you know, different people. Anybody else feel like that? I mean, I, 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 I had a friend who you know, very attractive girl, and we were out bar hopping one night. And she grabbed my head and stuck it in her armpit, and it smelled horrible, but it was the greatest turn on I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, hmm. so you like the smell? No, it was like the pheromone. It was like the yeah, chemi- yeah. chemistry. I was just like, Science. oh my God. I'm like, what just happened? Like my entire body j- chemistry just changed That's immediately. Cool. 
But I like this. I like people smell, and I like I like certain pe- there's so certain people whose breath makes me feel comfortable. Like it's not doesn't smell like anything. It smells like them. Yeah. It's funny how certain people, like my mom, even when she smokes cigarettes, and she doesn't smoke cigarettes now. But I just it's a weird thing to realize. But you're like, never had bad breath. Yeah. You would know. You would go. I'm yeah. sure there's people that go. My mom. I hate to say it, but yeah. but my mom. And it's like certain people in my family never. And then it's it's funny. Like that's is that just a luck thing? Like I don't care if they eat garlic or they don't eat garlic or whatever it is. They've never had bad breath. And then that's me. I'm very paranoid. They you know say, what I? They say love like can make you like look past like certain smells. It makes certain smells like you would think bad, but like you're, you're like oh I like it. So you're saying my mom smells? Yeah. So what you're saying? How dare you? I'm calling her. Well, love Let makes you look past a lot of things because if you, you have a dog, it's just going to the bathroom on the ground, and if <laughs> someone else did that, you'd be like, "True, we are not friends." <laughs> um, you know the, how about this idea, Todd? You get small, really nice glass bottles, and you gift that perfume in smaller amounts to people <gasps> for the holidays, and you say you made it. <laughs> if they really want it, I mean that. Detergent. I don't want people getting it. Because you don't want it to become that are, No, no, I thought that too. I did think that. But I don't want people getting it that if they're not intrigued by, look, there's no doubt. Like, does everyone love this cologne that I wear? No, but I've been wearing it for a long time. I'm not wearing it because I'm fighting people on their opinion. People, again, not cologne, yeah. clean. When you say a long time, like 20 years, 30 20 years? 20 years. Okay. No, I didn't. W- How did you first discover it? There's a doorman at the improv. Oh, really? Morning. That yeah. was, oh my God. I was afraid to ask him. And by wow. the way, I had the same thing happen to me. If somebody came up to me and they go, hey, I, I don't want you to think I'm like weird or anything or hitting on you. This is how uncomfortable some you know guys yeah. can get. It's yeah. so much better yeah. now than it was even 30 years ago. Good yeah. for that. Yeah. To be comfortable to say, hey, you know, but it, it was this. He, and I go, oh, I thought he was going to ask me a question. You know, uh, I don't know what he was going to ask me. Sexuality question. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I got yeah. nervous. He goes, hey, what, what's like that cologne you wear? That smells real good. I'm like, oh. I'm like, and I told him. But I was like. And then he started kissing your neck. And, and you're like, it, <laughs> seems like, it seems like you're hitting on me. <laughs> seems like you're hitting on me. No, that's a good. That's a, that is a weird question to ask. I mean, you can't, you <laughs> know. I mean, kissing your neck. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, yeah. But smells are imp- look the, the bottom right line now. Is the cologne industry, if they had this, in, like, if I were a salesperson or some kind of marketing guy, I'd be like, how do we figure out how to get guys to ask other guys what they're wearing? I'd be driving me nuts because most guys are gonna be like, I'm not gonna ask that dude what he's wearing. Yeah, they get sometimes get uncomfortable less now than it used to be. People are more comfortable to go, hey, that's a cool. What does that smell? But yeah, yeah. it. But this waiter was at, this uh, door uh, door guy. He acted like he was gonna, you know that you know. I was like, what? what I was getting nervous. I thought he was going to be about, you know, gay. I can't hear what you're saying I, uh, when you're mumbling. But, uh, you know, take that, uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't know if it was going to, I get nervous, you know. It was in my beginning days. Am I going to have a problem with, like, salt intake once I start dumping that everything, salt on oh, everything? I never thought about that, because guess what? It does catch up to you. You got to be careful. I woke Because I am thinking about the popcorn idea. That's happening mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah, like that's happening tonight. I actually have a another idea. What? Whitmer Thomas just released his HBO comedy special we watched the other night called "The Golden One." It was very good. I thought maybe we should play a song from. Oh yeah, 
We can play a song from that. And then, uh, and then, uh, by the way, hold on, hold it for one second. Uh, it, it's I watch Whitmer Thomas's HBO special. We'll do this. We'll come back. We'll talk. A you little told music. me that. You got a little more in you. Of course. We'll go in for the close. But uh, so watch Whitmer Thomas's Whit Thomas Whitmer Thomas is he Whitmer I don't know Whitmer Thomas Whit Whitmer Thomas. It's called the Golden One, and I loved it. I loved it, and it should represent to people to start being able to play with your stand-up specials. I'm, I'm going into it saying this just because I don't know why, but I think I have to. For me, it represents that you can play with it. For some people, they That's go... That's what you did, though. I got it. I, I, I was proud of myself for at least being a little ahead of the game that it's not just me in front of a curtain. I started to play. Yeah. But this inspires you to a whole other level. And good, it gets it's me... It's heart-wrenching. It's heart-wrenching. It was funny. It was silly. It was the, it was it, it had the the dose of stand up that he wanted it. There is a presence of stand up comedy in it. But you know, there's you could say there's it's forty five percent stand up comedy and then songs and then he made it. But to me, what it represents is not that you have to stay into the guidelines if you watch it. And what would you do if someone said, "Here's the creative freedom." Yes, the guts of it are stand up, but you can really yeah. play around it. It doesn't mean it has to be songs. If that's how you're watching, you're going, "Well, I don't want to write songs." No. If maybe it happened to, maybe it's that like, oh, I can do things and go in and out do of my Do you think stand it's closed mindedness or people just want to stay in that old fashioned, this is how the stand up is stand up and that's it, period, blah, Look, blah, 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 blah. Do you think it's just people trying to stay rigid for I the think, sake of staying rigid? I think what it is. Or because they can't expand beyond that? I th here's what I think it is. And, I, and I, I'm obsessed with talking about this, but I promise I'll make it under two minutes. And you think, why? Wait, is, and I'm paranoid, maybe what you would think or you would think. Like, is Todd taking a compliment to his special and twisting it and turning it into surmising that certain people are going to be having difficulty with what this, what I would call a stand-up special? I sound like Bernie Sanders? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. And I'm probably justifiably doing it. Getting a little, there's a reason that expression, get, you get a little ahead of maybe what some people, older comedians would say. And here's why I think that happens. And that's why I'm prefacing it to watch it and thinking, what would you do? Not you don't have it. Watch it, because this will let you watch it and think creatively. What if that same HBO, because when you watch it and you don't have it, you could quickly go to, that's an ace, that's, it's only like 40% stand. Watch it and go, if HBO came to you, not you, but I'm talking about anybody, mostly com other comedians, and go, what if they came to you with that type of budget and said, take a stand-up special, but what would you do? And to me, that's so exciting to look at it from that perspective of what you would you do. Maybe you'd go, mine would have 75% stand-up, but, but I would do this or I would do that. And I thought it, it would... It might have no stand-up. You might, might just be going around making fun, funny th whatever. videos wherever. I mean, it might have no stand-up. Right. Whatever you, whatever you want to do. Now, in this case, I think, you know, I would... But I would still feel... I, I'm interested to watch it now because I want to see where he did something that was intriguing or heartbreaking or, or yeah. that... that didn't need to be in front of an audience because I'm curious because everything doesn't need to be in front of an audience. So I, th I think about 75% of it was in front of the audience and then some of the stuff was put in later. I thought it was beautifully done. So we'll play one song from it. But seriously, like go. It probably doesn't even need my stupid setup, but go watch uh, it on HBO. And I think you will just fall in love with it and you won't be overthinking it as much as I like to sometimes. I didn't overthink it when I watched it last night. I just turned on the television and watched it and didn't fucking say one thing during it except with, holy shit, I'm fucking loving this. Good. Maybe five, ten Good. times. Are you friends with him? Uh, I'm fr yes. Yeah, and I was impressed. I was like, God, he, he was, I knew he was fucking reeking of talent. And then I even thought, oh, I just didn't know how much. And uh, it was fun to watch. And it was, it was, you know, some of the songs that were, 
you know, about about these topics were always more to me revealing about his true self than than crass. So they could have been of a crass topic, but always more beautiful than crass and and God, more revealing about him and just great and necessary and and it, and it flowed together like from the stand-up to the little vignettes like butter and then he went to some areas that were like i would have never even thought you could go there and he went there and did it all just beautifully and you know some people go oh don't ever set it up because then it then it won't people won't be able to live up to it yes it will yes it will yes it will if you're meant to like it you're gonna go and you're gonna go oh fuck i was right so we'll play one of these songs and then we'll uh we're gonna play the golden one. Here we go. I'm 30 right now, but when I wrote this riff, I was 22. It don't feel different. I'm no more I took you left than I was then. So fuck writing these words, man, what's the point? These business guys will just case the joint And scooping it back up into my miserable dreams My naivety, man, it never fails Tosses me in interaction and watches me flail Against the wind, how can this end without me seeming unlikable? And I'm the captain of so many sinking ships my favorite songs have started to skip And when I sing, it feels more like talking now Whitmer Thomas, the golden one, and uh, so you, you you made reference that that he had more songs than just this one. In, this is all built into the special. Does he perform them? He did or perform. Are they, are they he, interstitials like with video? With he performed the songs live. Okay. So all the stand up and all the so songs. So they they tie into a story. Yes. Yes. Um, did you see Sandler's special at all? Yeah, I yeah, loved that. Where it was like yeah. Comedy yeah. into songs where yeah. the song, yeah, right. so it was like that. The songs were related so to the assuming, topics. So, assuming I'm assuming there's tragedy involving his mom, Maybe yeah, but beautifully done to 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 just that just beautifully done, like to to like like right off the bat when you hear what the title's about, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, and where he performed, I love it. It made me think that's what where was it? Maybe I'm why do for some reason I uh, it was it, it where his mom. His mom has a twin sister, and they were uh, they were singers. They were called the uh, Sin, Sin Twisters, and uh, it was Floribama was the name of the club that his mom and 
uh, that were like the house band of for a while. And his mom died of 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 alcoholism. He he has a song called "My Mom Party the Dove" or something. And uh, and then but his her twin sister is alive, and they go back and they sort of make amends, and they, he makes jokes about it in his act, and he meet his dad through they're playing golf, and but then it goes back to him talking about it. Most that he shows goes back to him talking about it. So, look, here's the thing, and I will show that, that maybe I need to say this, maybe I'm being paranoid, that would I ever say, I loved it, but why don't you call it a one-man show? Yes, there were times when I would say that, go, oh, just call it, but not for this. Yeah. I would say, no, it, 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 to me, I would still think, that's why it, that it is a stand-up special, but showing where stand-up specials can go. And what you can do? Maybe we're all just overthinking it. No, Who you know what? what? Can I tell it? you? Can I like tell you it? why? Watch can I tell you why? For my own paranoia, just for whatever it's fucking worth. If if you go ahead of the criticism of when things change and you're wrong every time, someone would go, Todd. But I am right. Just just for my own sanity, listen for the next six months as specials change in the next year, and you're gonna go. Todd was right. He we could have. I, I don't think everyone. I don't think everyone has the ability to do this. What he did. No, what I mean, I'm saying, the specials are going in that direction. If you but I don't think everyone has that ability. I think there's great sense. I don't think they're going to be songwriters you don't and have performers. To, so and have a even you're missing my message. It's music he did it with. It's you can go anywhere you want. That's where specials are going. Maybe it wouldn't be that. Maybe it would be you go back to where your job was. It's go you're going to be able to play with the parameters of stand-up. If if someone thought oh, oh musically okay 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 I no. thought you were talking about that it's going to go in a new direction where we where we meld videos and no, music and no, stuff no no what let you get and, out of the, and the controversy about people calling that stand up when no it's that's not really putting it right back where it was into a box no to say it has okay. to be different in this way is just as dangerous I'm saying that it opens up the freedom so that's a healthier way to look instead of going what do you have to write so and, and, and I know where people go as specials change I've been doing this for 35 years I'm going to say I constructively like you don't buy a smoke detector to hope there's a fire but in the event there's one you want to be prepared and I am prepared as it comes out why can't I just go watch Whitmer's special it's great because I'm right because I want to react to but the reason you're bringing it up is because you think people are going to be off put by the fact that it's not a straight stand-up I think people are going to fucking love it like I did of course like a lot of people a lot like people at home not just commit like a lot I think it's going to resonate but Yes, I am a stand-up comedian. It is in my soul. It is in my blood. I hear and resonate. So I answer to it because it exists and it's real. And yeah, part of me just fucking loved it. I didn't talk about it during it last night, but I did when I want to recommend it to even some of my peers. When I go to recommend it to people, I feel like I need to say a little yeah. bit to say, please don't let it, let it be something different. And uh, that, that's, why I, that's why I do that. And you know what? The good thing about a podcast is just when I say, why don't I shut the fuck up? I'm speaking from my heart and, and, it, and, it, and it only can make sense because, uh, you know, what, what else can I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and can I tell you something? Let me say yes. this. Maybe it'll make yes. some sense to it. This all makes sense. I think when comedians get mad at new things as they grow, uh, you That's know, just an old person. I'll tell you why it is, because what you got good at now, you feel like, oh, now I got to learn that. Yeah. I just got yeah. good at this. Now you can't get any. Yeah. So yeah. it means you got to. You know. Absolutely. When back in my day, juggling was a big thing. Right. You and know, then like, it just you so just, you stop there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, I used to sell out vaudeville. So the golden boy. my juggling. The golden boy. Now they want to hear words. <laughs> right. 
Now, now, I'm sure in the 70s when like David Brenner came along and Jerry Seinfeld with actually talking about real things. Of course. They, of they went, course. oh, now if you're not, you can't. But they don't like impressions? So I've yeah. yeah. made a living. Yeah. Now Just, if you're not talking about something your wife did, yeah, I yeah. thought I could have a character yeah. Yeah. that course. I did. Now, I, now, God forbid, I put, God forbid, I put on the big nose. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. I'm like, oh, I don't get. God forbid. I do. I did the buck teeth the other night. I did the buck teeth bit the other night. They Nothing. stared at me Nothing. like I'm the worst person in the fucking world. Comedy. Hello. 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 As a Chinese it's guy. Comedy. Hello. I, what? I can't do a horrific impersonation of someone struggling with their second fucking language when you barely speak your first language. Good. And I do the teeth. Oh, they won't let me do that anymore. Oh, God forbid you stop putting I wanted to go your... back and watch a bunch of Shecky Green videos because I didn't know what he... I, I photographed him and I knew what he did, that he was kind of legendary. Was I, he making... What was he doing? It was all Chinese jokes. It was? Like 20 minutes of just... Oh. So I went to this but, Chinese restaurant and you know how they're like, oh, you come back in, Mr. Green. You know, it was, but I mean, this is like the fifties, mm. so I don't think I don't know. Fuck Shecky Green, fuck him, fuck him. I ain't give him what no shit. What if he shit. dies tonight? Oh, he's alive still. Yeah. Oh, let's. Then God bless him. God bless. Exactly. Him. <laughs> no, I tell you the truth. I always knew Shecky Green was a respected comedian. Yes. But you he know is. what? That doesn't mean if you go back and listen to it. History doesn't lie, baby. Well, it's just weird hearing what was acceptable at some point right. in time. Like in a, in Vegas, he's doing this. You know, he was the biggest comic in Vegas for like a decade. He was yeah. the biggest selling comedian. Like at Caesars, he sold out. You know, he's legendary. Yeah, no, no. I And by the way, you know, because I don't want to make Aristotle edit anything, but especially for the respect of a fellow comedian, I was being somewhat absurd unnecessarily. Of course. But, but by the way... He can be a brilliant comedian and certain aspects. I'm sure there's going to be things that people find for me. Look, I worked my hardest to have the least trace of being on the wrong side of, you know, you know, not understanding. When, when did you make that In a funny decision. way. Um, when, when very quickly, Hal's, I saw comedy aged. And I went, and, and let me, I, I know. Because there had to be a point in the beginning when you were just aggressive I, and you were I, like, I'm going to just get the laugh, get I the laugh, pushed, get the laugh. I pushed boundaries that didn't need to be pushed. I said words that I didn't need to say. But as I grew, you know, I, I, I learned very quickly that if I paid attention and I was self-aware and didn't become a parody of myself, I would be able to go, wow. Because the, here's the cleanest I put it. On a scale from one to ten, ten being the most egregious, hateful comedy. You know what I mean? I don't need yeah. to list examples. Yeah. But just when you watch comedy, and nobody, no, even other comedians would go, oh, my God. Ten. Ten of just, whoa. Right? John Mulaney. Okay. <laughs> Not even, I'm sorry. That was egregious yeah. that I even no, used him as the example when would, I could have come love, up with someone better. He would love that you He would love that you used him as an example. The exact opposite. John Mulaney. Come so, on in here, John. So the, the epitome of like not even borderline. He's waiting outside the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> come on in. I've been the say up. So let's say 10. in the yard for an hour and 20 let's minutes. Let's say 10 is the most egregious, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. I learned with history, even the twos. Don't look good. So when people when you're pulling up a YouTube video, no, 30 no, years later. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go even the twos, yeah. even hey, a, Todd, a subtle. How did you feel about Willie Tyler and Lester and those guys? I never knew Willie oh, Tyler. How about, how about uh, Otto and George? Otto and George, the absurdity that was great, but I mean, they said a lot of. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to make excuses for something I loved, but 
You know, yeah. the crassness of him. He's, he, he wasn't great because he said some homophobic and sexist things. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Otto and George could have been just as funny and just as absurd. And you, uh, you can have absurd, mean, what I call, you know when a comedian uses what I call a verbal shiv, like brilliant, vulgar poetry. You can have all that. Yeah. But if you punch, if, it, if, if, it's, if it's, like I said, 10, of course. Yeah. But I'm saying now. It feels like their whole act was there. His whole act was was weird. <laughs> this is going to be so over yeah. the top that that's maybe maybe that's avant garde and maybe that's just brilliant and maybe I'd be okay to make an excuse for that to go. It, maybe it was just so like mocking that yeah. whole. F- what if, did, did he earn at least maybe? And I want to be respectful to Otto know. and George. I don't know. Doesn't I don't he earn know. the respect to go that he he was avant garde? Because well, I, mean, I think of people that that I think of friends of ours that have said stuff. Yeah. And I can't get a beat on whether that's, I'm not going to mention who it is, but that have said stuff that you'd be like, you can't say that now. But is it, accept- I don't know. Right. I mean, look, sometimes you just, as pinnated as I am, there are a lot of times, even on the podcast. Well, there's one specific one that comes up anything. and I don't want to say it because he's, he's a. Yeah, then don't, don't, because then we'll edit it. But, but look. Oh, oh, you're going to edit it? No, 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 I'm saying I don't want to. Okay. Okay. It's the person, but 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 I have a, a lot of strong opinions on this show. But I've had guests on the show that will say a word that I don't say, and I don't always I don't always stop everything, yeah. or or even comedians. I've had comedians that are getting ready to do a special, and I want to go. You, you, you can't make that, that DUI joke. You, you know what I mean? You, you you can't. You gotta you gotta you know. You, so and sometimes they take they listen to you. And then you you're you're good. You prevent. Yeah. You go no no no. You're not. You're going. I'm t- I'm helping you. You it's not. I'm not picking on you. I'm telling you. You haven't. You you, you know. But anyway, um, watch Whitmer's special, The Golden Boy. I will. <laughs> I bring it right back. I'm gonna Who's get that candle. I'm gonna watch the special. I'm gonna hold off on the detergent for a while. How you doing? Other than that, I'm doing good. Great. I'm we gotta good. go. We're and done. Let's wrap her up, baby. Karana, Show. Let's take a second. Let's go out peacefully. John, you got to play things. I don't care. Go nuts over there. Have fun. How long does that oil last? It lasts a long time. Like, do you fill it up to the top? Yes. I mean, but it takes a whole whale to fill it up. So. It takes a whole <laughs> <laughs> You guys are still using whale oil? We do it old school. Yeah. Isn't that when you go inside and you light the candle? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not afraid of silence. Some of the best shows, they don't, sometimes you need to stop. You interrupted the silence you're not afraid of to tell us you're not afraid of silence. And so that's, why I'm, that's why I'm professional. That's why I'm professional. Thank God I'm bad at math because I can't do the math on, and that's why I'm professional. I know. Exactly. Okay, I believe you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. The, the math of the doesn't make sense. Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision That was planted in my brain Still remains Within the sound Of silence In restless dreams I walked alone narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were 
stabbed by the flash of a neon light Split the night and touch the sound of silence And the I'm like, it's, I'm being to, I'm going to overuse the expression to George Klein. Like, I thought I'm going to talk to you about the San Diego Improv. And then we're going to go from there. Like, because that's what I wanted to give people okay. back. And then the show's over. Yeah. Hey, did you ever listen to, uh, did you ever hear the Johnny Cash version of uh, the Simon and Garfunkel song? Can we, can we oh, my God. Up? I'm having a deja vu for the one of the most embarrassing night oh, things oh, I ever did. You, Carpenter? No. If I was a carpenter, no, he sang. Oh, uh, it's that's Highway Man. Chilling, chilling. Oh, Highway Man's great. Yeah, um, chilling version of a Simon and Garfunkel song. I was blackout drunk one night and met Fiona Apple, nice. and I went, "Hey, I love that song." You d-. first of all, I'm a Johnny Cash fanatic. Okay. When I was five years old, I would lay in bed and listen to the radio, waiting to hear "Walk the Line" or something. When I got my driver's license, the first place I went to was to go see Johnny Cash wow. at the Del Mar Fair. I've seen him probably twenty times. Wow. So, this song is—it's so, the most chilling. I, I love him, but this is the most chilling. Oh, coming to America. What is it? Which one? Coming to America? No, no. It's a Simon and Garfunkel. Let's Garfold. think of it because like we'll the go. Most can popular I, Simon and Garfunkel. Can I tell you why uh, I want to call me out? Because I want to think of oh, it. That Julio. No, no. Julio? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you can call me Al. Me and Julio. Bridge over troubled water. Okay. But the, the person singing harmony on it is Fiona Apple. It's chilling. When I listen to it with headphones on, it's it's nothing short of what I said. I don't want to keep using the word chilling. So I meet her, and I'm kind of like a little starstruck, and I'm like, I love that. First of all, love Johnny Cash. Like Simon Garfunkel. Love Fiona Apple. Hey, I love that song you recorded with that guy by those other guys. What song? Uh. A song with that guy <laughs> written by those other guys. That's how it went on for a minute and a half. And whoever, Rich Brown, I think, or whoever introduced me to him at the improv just like walked her away. And I was like, that uh, was weird. Were you drunk? <laughs> yeah, so I'm uh. beyond drunk. But um, that's why, that, they, that's that's why they had this cover. This. Hold on one second. We'll, well, how about if we go to close with this? Okay. okay. This um, song is chilling, especially when her vocals come in. It's like, wow, holy. I f- love it. It's a great. Listen, I've been heavy music you on this show. Just smoke some pot. And yeah. Listen to this well, listen, song. listen, listen, listen. Here's what I want to do. This has been a very heavy music show. Number one, puddles. The, the fact yeah. that I can play yeah. your stuff, it, and and during my show and somehow you know make my show better. Thank you, puddles. Go see him live. Go see him live. I'm telling you. Uh, you will just fall in love with him more than you thought you could even see him. Now, how do I say it when I've never seen him live? Just from that montage I saw. I'm a liar. Just because because <laughs> I'm lying. No, it's a sh- it's a real show. It's he. You know, he's a he's a real clown. Like hey, watch he, your mouth. He's a good friend of ours. He, but he's a his like when I saw him at the improv that first time, it wasn't a I'm going to go on stage. It was you're going to have an experience where I'm going to make <laughs> you uncomfortable. And that gum thing, he ate with all that gum in his mouth. And then he got on stage and he brought someone up on stage and handed them all the oh. gum. And you're like, oh, my God, that's been in his mouth for an hour. I totally forgot he shoved 30 chiclets in his mouth. Like he laid them out on the bar in rows and then one by one ate them and then sat in the audience. And you forget, like it's a setup for a weird joke that when it's pulled off right is hilarious. That's the fact that he had this in his mouth, he's singing with 30 pieces of gum and then he takes it out. After he did this, you're like, I forgot that was in his mouth. It's a real show. It's a real show. That's right, everybody. Puddles the Clown. It's a real show. 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. So I want to make sure. Here's what I'd like to do. I want to really enjoy the song. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say let's smoke a little bit. You Ooh, don't smoke, baby. right? No, but you guys can smoke. And 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 uh, Mike, it's always good. Mike. You know, you're the best. I love you, Todd. I love you too. You know, and I and I feel like I thought about it today when you were and I knew you were gonna come here tonight because sometimes we won't speak to each other for sometimes even yeah. maybe a year. It seems like a long time. Right. I was, I was kind of worried. And then we talk a lot. Yeah. And then whenever, we, but but there's a reason that we have stayed uh, in touch uh, since 1989. Because you know. I can touch up your photos for you. <laughs> <laughs> one, hold on one second. One time Mike was, you know, he, he could do, like, you were shooting videos and putting together when no one was doing that. And then you were editing and you were airbrushing before anybody could shitty airbrush. But you were like, oh, my God. So you did all the pictures for the improv that would literally be blown up at the bigger jewel cases in Irvine. Would you? Is that like 15 feet by 15 feet? Uh, not that big, but they were big. 10 like feet 12 by 12 feet or something. 12 yeah. feet by 12 feet. These gigantic posters. So I would come in during the day. Mike would be maybe doing. I go, oh, could you, uh, Mike? You know, because he knew, like, okay, he'd airbrush. So one time he was airbrushing under my neck, and you were doing it while I was watching. I go, yes, yes, and you're doing it so great. And I go, perfect, 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 perfect. And you go, relax. I'm not doing it to your actual face. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze on, baby. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit. Thank you, John. Is there anything? Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank Mike. You. Thank I you. really appreciated this uh, show. It was a lot of fun. Thank I you. love I love meeting someone who's like come up with Todd. It's always nice to get a little perspective on who Todd is. I didn't come up that person. hard. I mean, that far. I just. Oh no! Come Took in. the what journey. Are you talking about Squeaked the Denny's. By. The Denny's. It was fun days, man. Ah. Uh. I, those are th- I had a I had a good life. Even the, uh, you know, I'm looking back on it now. With it's not over, but you know, I didn't have as much gratitude as I, I didn't. I you know, I didn't realize how in, how fortunate I was to stand in that room and watch you guys every single night, and all the stuff I've got I've gotten to see. You all would the, you would go to no one edited on their computer yet, except like very few people. I'm talking about the the show at the improv. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't. You know, that was a good yeah. experience. All right. Like it was a, I mean. But I think I've gotten to see stuff through that company. I and think where you should be, I would have never had the opportunity to do. I think where you should be proud, and know, I say it for also it lets other people learn that when you, what you did do and what you do deserve credit for it was you presented comedy. There, there's more levels than just okay. You're right. You did. They did a lot of right things like black curtains in the back so you couldn't see the kitchen doors open up. Let me tell you something. Mark Anderson, in a way, ruined me in a good way for life. Yeah. Well, but it was it was a happy accident, and I inherited that. It wasn't my idea. But, I mean, we just got a good no, room. I'm gonna, like, yeah. a good room. Um, but I'm going to list things you do that you do take credit for. Uh, we're, we're almost going in for close. So let me take a second here. Because because it seems like even you might not realize that. You don't want to take credit for that, but you shouldn't. But that's not where – but I'll tie it all together. Mark Anderson, it's like this was his theory. He didn't probably think of it this clean. You could, no matter how perfectly you build a room, you're going to make mistakes. And he would fix them with black curtains and I don't mean black shitty little curtains like theater curtains weighted at the bottom so if you go oh that yeah. bathroom door n- two months later there'd be black curtains I'm going curious, up I'm curious you've mentioned that a few times it, is the curtain thing for you is it just to take it's your attention t- off of everything but the stage right right okay, okay. and Okay. It's a San Diego improv in the back. There was a curtain there. And then, you know, my, the way it happened, I remember watching it with the new clubs. Then six months later, you go, there'd be another curtain. Yeah, because they figured out, you know what? When they're coming in out of the kitchen, every yeah. time he saw distracting yeah. light, they came in. And it, it might have cost him. Let me tell you something. I know. I get it. They're not cheap. They're not shitty little 
decorative curtains. They have to be non-flammable. Yeah. They have to be yeah. fireproof. And they he probably spent on some clubs about $15,000 in black. But for the longevity of the club and the respect of comedy, <coughs> it made a big difference. So all his clubs were like that. And you guys valued the show. Look, you were customer-oriented. Absolutely. But the I, customer I didn't give a shit about the food. Right. I didn't give a shit about... The, all right. I cared about was... You, was right. Uh, every night, I just wanted the comics to have right. a good time. And you were the type of... If a comedian gave a shit, and really... And I'm not talking yeah. about a guy that goes up there and doesn't give a shit. But if someone, like, gave a shit, and he had a hard show on a Saturday night, and he went off on a heckler, you'd be the first guys in the office to go, Fuck that lady. Fuck that guy. Because... You didn't make us feel like, oh, am I going to work here again? You felt like, hey, I'm sorry that happened to you. What do you yeah. want to do? You want to go out, have a beer? You want to hang out after the show? It was fun, man. We had fun times. Yeah. We had and great then, times. And then when you got those cameras, you would go out. Like, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to take your creativity and then merge with us and do creative things. You would go out. We went out to the San Diego Zoo. That video, I think, is on YouTube. I think I might. I, maybe I didn't put it on there. And shoot these videos with us. And then you'd go back and edit them and put music to them. And with me and Doug Benson, it was and fun. We, it was did, just fun, we did man. so much fun, fun stuff like that. Uh, and then Young when, Benson, that's that's blowing my mind. Yeah, Doug, we did our very special. Yeah. Everyone was doing different shows, so me and Doug, we did our very own special. Uh, Doug Benson and Todd very Lash, special one man show. Very special one man show. I, s it's, so you know what's bizarre to me is the very first show I ever saw at the Improv. I'll wrap this up. Seinfeld Spade, still friends with Spade, still friends with you, still friends with Suli, still yeah. friends with Doug. Yeah. I, you remember Jim Jared, the cop? Yes. Remember they would come yes. out? And, and I used to picture. see those guys all the time after you befriended them. Yeah. Like it was him and his partner would come in all the time to see you. Right. He's not a cop anymore because he's a, he was a good cop and he couldn't take, you know. Really? It was hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he was a really good cop. It's cool. Is Look, he the guy the, that, was that was balding? No, or that, was, that was okay, Tom. That was Jim okay. had, you know, pretty thick black hair. Yeah. He's got a kid now. He brought him to see me on. But it doesn't matter. We're going. But Jim, Jim always asks how you're doing every oh, time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because wow. is a picture with. You know, there's a. I didn't. I didn't see him for a long time, and then we got back in touch, and I'm like, yeah, I still have that picture of you. You know, him fake resting dog on the hood of his car, <laughs> and then we're all outside. <laughs> Do you remember going in to that motorhome on the streets? Oh right, and uh, with my cordless mic. Yeah, and then the cops were pulled up, and I'm like, because you were blocking traffic. And then I just had we're went a busy two lane street, <laughs> and Todd stopped people and just went into a motorhome. And they had a like a mongoose or something, something in a weird. cage like right by the door. Oh right! It was like horrifying. M what's a mongoose? And maybe it wasn't a mongoose, but it, it wasn't a regular. It was Wait, a it ferret was, or you, something. You saw an RV in the middle of traffic. And I had a cordless. He stopped car? the traffic and he they opened the door and Todd went in. I had a with cordless the audience mic. standing on the sidewalk. But oh I had an audience God. around me. That's insane. I had an audience around yeah. me, so it, yeah. it you know it drives you to do things that but are the, a little. I have the memory, and it's probably because I have it on video somewhere. But yeah. where I was outside, the improv had a patio, and on yeah. the patio at that point, my Jeep was set up, and it had a very loud yeah. PA, yeah. so yeah. I could take my cordless mic, get off the Jeep, and then I ended up in the street <laughs> yeah. with about two hundred people. That was the amazing thing that happened with that, that you performed inside, so the audience saw you as a professional and a value. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to prove yourself, like, oh, why is this guy on a truck outside? So they, you really had the respect. And then when you were outside, you sometimes had 200 people around you that were like, this guy's funny, and now he's out there doing this. So if somebody walked by and never yelled anything or did anything, yeah. they would get instantly like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened to me? Like, hey, Bubba, 200 people, what the fuck? Are you? You're like, whoa, how's, what's this guy? What's, because you had their respect that you had gained from seeing you be funny inside for like a half an hour, 
I would usually middle, and then I would say, hey, enjoy your headliner. I'll be outside after yeah. the show. But even before I had my truck, you're right. You guys had a Can PA system out there. Can I tell you that there. one of the things I always love about you is you have transcended the who am, what am I, the headliner, the middle, into just your Todd Glass. Because nobody thought less of you because you would middle, or sometimes you'd say, I want to host. And it was always you. There's very few people. There's a like I know Letterman did it, but you are absolutely. There was no looking at you going. Oh, Todd's just opening. It's it was it's. Ne- I did. It was just having you there. Do you know why I did everything? And sometimes it was more fun to have you host. Somebody asked me once about that. They go, "Do you feel it's dangerous to go down there as an MC still?" First of all, you, you're respected at that club. You were respected, yeah. but but it's still a good question. Respected or not, do you, if you're getting headline dates now, which I got, do you want to go down there and host? Don't you think they look at you as a host? I go, all I know is I headline there twice a year. It hasn't changed. Yeah. And, so and, if and, I can go and, in as a middle or an MC, I get to go to the San Diego Improv. I will yeah. host. I will middle. I will headline. You. Uh, it, it was. It was the fact that it was you. It really was because if if Jake Johansson said I'm going to MC, I'd be like, eh, that's weird. You know, I knew I, knew, I was proud that, but I it was could, you. Like I would it, it I was, could also turn it. I wanted to make the show good. So if I was hosting and maybe me not yelling because the headliner was soft spoken, I don't mind altering. I didn't alter yeah. my craft. I just changed it around because I took pride in that. I wanted to yeah. set the stage. I've seen it. For I the, saw for it with Brian Regan and Irvine. One were, time, do you, you remember you, you just and, killed and you didn't do any tried crazy. Not to, things and it was perfect one time you and dave becky said that you would give me a hundred dollars if i perform while they were eating dinner <laughs> and i, I did. don't remember that yes <laughs> yeah dave remembers it and i did he, he goes and you did i did i went out and i did good i was soft i go i don't want to ruin your dinner i remember exactly what i did i go but the, the owner oh, he just I said I if i could come out here so eat if you want to eat it's not like the show where it's like everything's up here no you Anyway, how you doing? How you doing? Uh-huh. I did. He goes, you do six minutes. That's it. I did 20. Uh-huh. He goes, you did 20 <laughs> minutes. I go, I did? <laughs> it was pure joy. He would, at the end of the night, look, things, comedy clubs were making a lot of money in all clubs, but you happened to, to stumble upon a club yeah. where the owner gives a shit about yeah. comedy, yeah. the t- manager and you, two managers, gave a shit about comedy. Yep. So you have a club owner that respects comedy, the first club to build clubs and serve it. You know, dinner's come a long way since then, but the, a real dinner, and it doesn't have to be a shithole, and these comedians can, the, st- the show can mean something, and the lights would go out, and they'd play a song, and the lights would twirl in the audience, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, and, and uh, the, it would come darker and darker, and now, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the stage, and the staff were it's nice It's crazy stuff. that that club worked, too, because we had that glass wall on the street, and the lights would come through. Well, it, no, but you had a black curtain. They we added that later, but it not. But uh, well, that for like the first like five years, it wasn't there. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, good. I'm we glad I got there after that. Fucking yeah. shithole. All right. Um, let's uh, but, uh, listen to but, that song. But, yeah, but but uh, so. And I gotta so, go see if Eddie uh, Murphy showed up at the Improv. Uh, listen. So uh, everything you said times two. <laughs> okay. So here what we go. What did I say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> 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 Something. I wasn't paying attention. When you're weary Feeling small When tears are in Your eyes I will dry them all I'm on your side Times get rough 
And friends just can't be found Like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down Like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down When you're down and out When you're on the streets When evening falls So hard I will comfort you I'll take your part When darkness comes And pain is all around Like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down Like a bridge over troubled Silver girl, sail on by. Your time has come to shine. All your dreams are on their way. See how they shine. It's not the things you wear, not the way you do your hair, but it's you I like, the way you are right now, the way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your toys, they're just beside you, but it's you I like. Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like
It's you I like. Stop it. A podcast network.